Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And once again, joining me in studio, world famous Bomber B driver, Mr. Kenny Roth. Kenny, what's going on, bud? I wouldn't call it world famous, but what's going yeah, on, Yeah, you're Ryan? out there, man. That counts. That counts for <laughs> something. Um, yeah, man, tough night for you this past Saturday. Tough night for a lot of people as treacherous out there. Um, of course, we have all the recap from the New Smyrna Speedway this past weekend with a, a track that was, uh, well, a little bit damp. So uh, that definitely added to some of the action and kind of threw everybody a curveball. But as far as I'm concerned, if if they all voted to race in the driver's meeting, everybody was in the same conditions, then, hey, it's fair game. Um, but I'll get your take on all that here in a minute. Um, so, yeah, we have that coming up. Plus, we have to look back at the NASCAR race at Kansas, perhaps one of the best races in NASCAR history. We may have a new record as far as grading our races goes, so you'll want to stay tuned for the second half to get our take on what was a wild NASCAR race in Kansas. Then in the third segment, it's going to be a loaded third segment, a lot of racing to talk about around the state and more. Uh, we're going to go to Citrus County Speedway and dissect some of the stuff that went down there. Auburndale was in an action uh, Thunder Road was back up in Barrie, Vermont, and uh, both Kenny and I watched uh, much of that program, so we'll have that to talk about, plus we'll have our power rankings and fantasy stuff as well. So this will be a jam-packed show, Kenny, so uh, before we get all the way into it, I want to thank a couple of returning sponsors, including Bromley Motorsports coming back on board to sponsor the show, and uh, Jeff White Racing as well, going to pick up... Um, going to pick up uh, the e-mods and actually just going to schedule the pod or sponsor the podcast for the rest of the year. So with that said, thank you guys for coming on board. Thank all of our other sponsors as well. Before we get into the new Smyrna recap, Kenny, um, tell us about your night out there. Cause I know it was kind of a, a tough one for you. Uh, my inexperience showed, uh, it was a wet one and, uh, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get a handle on the track and just had problems out there and pretty much rode around for the feature the heat race i was trying and i ended up actually hitting the wall coming out of four just tapped it pretty pretty square i guess on the right rear and just had a little bit of dust on the rim i was like oh there goes another rim <laughs> and then i was like uh it just i had a real bad chattering and i thought i was going out of the weepers but i guess i was hanging out in the weepers a little bit too much but it just showed my inexperience but i still got the race and like you said everybody voted and everybody was on the same track I was thinking it was just me or the car or something, and then everybody assured me that it was just the track was difficult, and I just didn't follow the track the way the track should have been. So it looked like to me, just observing from from the from the booth, looked like the groove was about a half a lane up than where it normally is. We don't normally run right on the right on the yellow line, right? Oh uh, yeah, it, it was it was pretty high up there, and uh, if you pretty much had to ride the second groove almost into the third groove if you really i mean you seen uh what was it the five oh? he was riding up there just hanging it loose and yeah i even seen frank up there a couple times getting a little high so it was just that was where the grip seemed to be and everybody said it was like may, maybe like a half a groove or something that was actually grip up there and i surely didn't find it so i just kind of rode around and got some more experience and got some information and figured out what I can do the next time. And hopefully on the 20th, it'll be a lot better for me. The good news is at least for the bomber bees and most of the other classes, pretty much everybody was able to at least get their cars on the trailer. Pretty much everybody. Uh, we'll get to the, the big incident here in, in a few minutes as we recap everything. But yeah, I just wanted to get your take out there since you were out there on the track. 
Uh, luckily, with your cars, you guys have the the radial tires. So, did that make it? Is that better for you guys? Is that compared to the other classes where they where they run the slicks? I mean, that's got to give you guys a little bit more grip I through the think water. A little right? bit. I mean, it gives you a little bit of grip out there and stuff. But obviously, I couldn't find it. But I know I everybody, even like George Spears was talking about. He's like, it was odd seeing somebody passing you on the outside sideways and still passing you. So it was a treacherous track. So I, and people who know how to drive like that seem to, uh, do well out there. I mean, you've seen some very good racing. I mean, there was some great racing out there. Yeah. It, it, again, it did kind of, it moved the groove up the track and it made it kind of a a one groove racetrack most of the night. So to pass, you did have to dip your wheels kind of low and and you had to run close to people. And it's like in the EMOD race, we saw contact for the lead, but nothing like, Oh my God! He just went and hit him. I mean, they're both racing on a on a treacherous track with the water on the inside, and and I don't know. It's just kind of a product of the night, but I don't know. It made for an entertaining night. Definitely um, a good one, it, from what I could tell. Definitely glad we raced versus having to cancel at the last minute. That would have been really heartbreaking. Um, I would have felt bad for the the few people in the stands. Uh, what do you think of the early bird deal? I liked it. I liked getting the show. Uh, seemed, seemed like it ran pretty well. I mean, we had a few hiccups here and there, but, um, I, I, I didn't mind getting there and getting it over with. So that, that works for me. And I mean, it was like 1030 when we finally stopped. So. Yeah. 1038, the final checkered flag of the night. And, um, I, I had, you know, gotten into, gotten into the action and kind of settled in. So I hadn't been looking at my phone much and, uh, it felt like there were, there were some delays in, in some of the action and it felt like it was still going to end up being a late night, especially after the Superstock crash. So when the final checkered flag flew and I did check my, my, or check my phone to see what time it was, I was pleasantly surprised to see 1038 because I think the aim is right around the 1030 mark to try to get these shows done by. And of course, you know, the driver's meeting went a little long um, with, with it starting at 545 and expecting heat races at six. I knew it was going to be a time crunch anyways, but there's a lot of things to discuss as far as the safety of the drivers and making sure everybody felt comfortable on the racetrack. So that, you know, that was understandable. Even Rusty was like, I don't care how long the driver's meeting took that needed to happen because we needed to make it clear that, hey, we're not just sending you out on this this track that, that's got some weepers just to send you out there. We, we want you all, we're glad you're here. We appreciate you being here and we want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable. And they gave the drivers the option if, if – Majority had voted to cancel. It would have been uh, that's it. That would have been it. They even gave the option to uh, do single files, single file restarts. Yeah, none of the drivers even the bombers were like, "Hey, we're on radial tires. Can we just race our race race normal?" I mean, I I do think that the starting box moved up a little bit might be a little bit better just in general because it's probably going to save some people from spinning their tires and coming out. So. I think maybe we should think about on this repave, possibly move it, move it a little bit up. A little. I think we should just move it for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, I like having. Well, you know how people don't like change and seeing things on the well, track. Look different. at how much has already changed this year. So mm. um, I, I like it because just like you said, everybody's more or less going straight by the time the green comes out. So your tires are going to hook up a little bit better. I mean, it, it's crazy on those restart, watching those guys put that throttle down and then whipping it off the corner. And that's what causes, you know, we, we've seen the 37 Prolate wreck on a restart. We saw the 93 E-Mod wreck on a restart. 
I think potentially that could save some cars on these these restarts if they start spinning the tires. So I, I think, you know, with, with every restart, there's always the possibility of getting run over. But I think it's a good idea to look at going forward. I know the lines are painted on the racetrack, but, I mean, we just put cones up and that seemed to work well. So that's that would be my suggestion. So I, I liked that. I, I'm glad we didn't do single-file restarts. I would have understood if we did. Um, you know, the invert being a zero, I think helped with some things. Um, you know, I, for as bad as the track was, I think the night went as good as it could have given the, given the circumstance. I agree. Uh, it, it's always a good night when you're racing. And I, when I was headed to the track and I seen the weather and it was like, it was like a little mini hurricane there for a little bit there. It rained bad for a bit. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, it ripped my uh, car cover off my car. Huh. So it was that bad. So I was like, man, maybe we might not be racing today, but we ended up getting it in. Well, I know Rusty called me to say, hey, listen, you know, I know it's raining right now. We got a few people in there and they're already wondering if we're going to cancel. And he goes, listen, I don't want to cancel this thing because if, if we don't get these late model races in this is never going to take off and um so he's like as soon as it stops raining i need your help to blast it out there for the the, the racers and and the fans too and you know it might have scared a few people away and I, I think a lot of people just weren't aware of the new pricing system they probably remember back to last year with the super late model races that didn't have many cars and i think this was a, a solid turnout i mean 15 or 16 showed up and 12 actually started the feature. But that, that seems to happen every time with the late models. I mean, look at look at Red Eye. We had like 17 or 18 cars show up, and I think 14 started that one. So that always seems to happen. And then we had some guys just come out to test that didn't actually run the feature. So the count was 15, 16, 12, actually 12 raced. So 12 is still a double-digit number, and it's better than the Fair. four, three or four that we've had many a times the the first sunbelt race last year was six cars yeah. and that's where i got myself in trouble for yeah. being disappointed in in talking about it but um don't be disappointed with racing you know what happens well i i wasn't disappointed with with the whole night so um i'll definitely take 12 you know i appreciate the effort of everybody else that came out even if there's one or two teams that just did come to test like cars just the fact that we had somebody that hasn't been there very often come and and win the race. Yeah. yeah. And do well. And I as excited as I've seen him on Facebook, hopefully that'll make him want to come back. Yeah, I, I hope so. I know that it is a tough, tough deal to, for a lot of these other super late model teams to, first of all, tow out to New Smyrna, get Hoosier tires, enter the race, get set up for New Smyrna. It's tough. It, it's It's very tough. That's why you see... You know, you've got your Citrus cars, you've got your Auburndale cars, and then you've got a few that'll that'll travel. And I, I was I was pretty happy with some of the cars that did travel to this race. It definitely mixed up the field. Because right now, I mean, what are the super late models at New Smyrna, the 9 and 27 and 22? I mean, that's really it. Everything else is hopefully those will travel. And we had the Joe Shear Classic up in Madison this weekend where all the, you know, the Wilsons and Campy and... and uh, Michael Hines' team actually went up. Michael Hind was helping Michael Goddard, I believe, not oh. racing. But that was the rumor that Michael Hind was going to New Smyrna. Uh, so the rumor, coming. the rumor was half true. He just didn't have his car because it went to Fredrickson, which is illegal and all that stuff. But anyway, mm. um, tough deal up there for those guys. Um, but no, the late model race was was pretty good. Like I said, uh, twelve cars. Yeah, twelve cars started the race. Nick White had legitimate problems, and I'm not sure what was up with Bill Shea. That 
he shows up and then he disappears. That guy's an enigma. Uh, I think he's the one race he, he's run, he spun out three times. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, I, I think that was the same prolate. So it probably was just there testing like that other car yeah. that was there. Um, but hey, that's their prerogative. And we still had a pay 25 bucks to come test for a little while. I mean, it's not a bad deal. You go pay 25 bucks to go run go karts, right? Yeah, so it's like thirty eight now. Probably I miss little five hundred man. Um, I only went one time with you guys. It's fun. It, well, it was, and now it just sits there dilapidated and makes me sad. Um, like so seventeen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Michael Goddard set fast time in qualifying. He was lucky with the invert being zero because that's actually it's zero two four six eight ten, and last year it was two four six eight. So I the zero and zero ten forever. Yeah, and honestly, it was the numbers were in a hat. It was picked. Our intern picked it, and it was a zero. And uh, Michael Goddard got to start on the pole, which was actually a disadvantage. Actually, two is what you want because that gives you the outside for the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the outside was Colin Allman. He took the lead, led for a few laps. Michael Goddard was able to chase him down and get by him. And Goddard kind of took off. One incident early in the race, and I want to get your take on this. Um, Gavin Graham and Jeff Sco- First of all, after flipping... In January, Gavin Graham comes out, qualifies third, had a good run going, kind of slipped back early in the race down on the inside lane, and then he rubbed he rubbed doors with Schofield in one and two, and Schofield chased him down the back straightaway and pushed him into three up into the wall. Um, I, I think it was a little uh, aggressive for lap 20, but you don't mess with Jeff Schofield. I mean, uh, we haven't learned that. You definitely don't that. mess with Jeff Schofield. I mean, he's shown it many a times. I mean, yep. he had, I showed you on Facebook, his displeasure for TJ DeCare with, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's his name? Um, who was, who do you wrestle with? Uh, the 77. Uh, 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 Ruben Caceres. Yeah yeah. 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 They were wrestling and Jeff Schofield was talking about that saying, Oh, it's just the way he drives yeah. and everything. But yeah, I mean, you mess with Jeff Schofield. That's what's going to happen. He's going to teach you a little lesson. I mean, it maybe is a little aggressive, but it's racing and it was new Smyrna. Maybe the yeah. kid just needed a lesson. What I don't like is, you know, I understand Schofield doesn't like people running into his race car, but I don't think it makes it right to then chase him down and then put him in the wall. Um, you know, you don't want him to wreck your race car, but then you go and purposely wreck him. I think that's just, I, I don't know. That's not a good look. Uh, Jeff was warned on the radio if he makes contact like that again, he was going to be parked for the night and he lasted another 15 laps or so. He was out early. I'm glad he was out there. Jeff Schofield being in the field. So if, if he listens to this and, and thinks I'm criticizing or picking, I'm just commenting on what happened. Um, but Jeff Schofield being in the field is a good thing. And I hope that we see him at most of the Sunbelt races. Yeah, I, I know he seems to like racing at New Smyrna. I just know that sometimes it's hard to get him to come out because they do have a premier sportsman. Yep. They got a, ball, they got a sportsman. They've got dirt cars yeah, now. Yeah, he's in dirt car racing. It's so, cool to see that he's enjoying, enjoying the racing and the racing life. Yeah. And it might just be, he looks at the weekend schedule and decides what to go do. And if we get him two or three times, great. If we don't then, you know, it is what it is. He'll be racing somewhere else. But having Schofield in the field is definitely a good thing because the it's like Jason Lester. The potential for stuff on track is there, and, and we saw it on, on Saturday. Tough break for Gavin Graham. Um, they found something because they were, they were lost during red eye. It, understandable. The first time he's been out to that track, coming off of Auburndale up from Legends Cars into late models, and 
He's traveled around, but New Smyrna is a beast. You you know this. You've been out there. Um, but to see him qualify third and then running decently and battling with hell to be battling with Jeff Schofield in your second race at New Smyrna is, is something. But I think he learned, you know, well, don't mess with that guy. So that was the the big crash early in the race. Then the race kind of had its lull. It went green for a while. Michael Goddard stormed off. He was six laps away from his first career win. Colin Allman then, uh, whose brakes started to go away. He spins and turns three and four. It's funny, Peyton was up there with me. And I'm looking, I'm looking at the other end of the racetrack, and I hear, first of all, I hear the reaction from the people behind me, and then I hear Peyton go, uh-oh. So Ooh. she saw the car spin and crash. And that that's her thing watching racing is she she loves vroom vrooms and she gets all excited. But when they crash or spin out, uh-oh. I think you might have awesome. heard it on the Superstock video. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so she says, uh-oh, Colin Allman goes around, hits the wall, sets up a shootout. And the choose zone definitely mix things up because that inside lane, treacherous down there. So you definitely wanted, you wanted to be on the outside, but that gave the fourth or fifth place guy an opportunity to move up. That's what got Brad May after the spin to be up in a position to actually race because he qualified like seventh. He was a mid-pack car and was able to race way up to third and then eventually into second. The last restart was pretty wild. Daniel Webster takes the inside lane, trying That's to hang on to third. That's another good to see coming out. Absolutely. I figured with super lates and sportsman racing at Citrus, I figured he'd go there, but I think he's saving his car for the wheelman stuff for the sportsman. But um, I was glad to have him. That car looks great. It's He's an awesome guy to have in the field, and he ran well. He was consistently you know, second, third, fourth most of the night. Had an opportunity to get a podium, had that slip away on that last restart. The inside groove didn't work out for him too well. And Michael Goddard was able to hang on to the lead, hold off Brad May, like the track mayor, to uh, to win his first ever super late race at New Smyrna. So that was cool. Um, the race definitely had its lull, but it wasn't terrible. I think the the two Sunbelt races, Orange Blossom back in February, and now this one, they've been leaps and bounds better than the ones we had last year. Uh, I, I'd agree that they're way better, and uh, it's good to see that people are actually coming and racing, mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. competitive people coming and racing, and maybe we can get some other people. I know uh, George Gorm might po- might be a possibility of seeing him coming out because it seems like all his tracks he's got to go race somewhere else. So Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see if he does. I know he's got – with the situation that happened a few years ago, uh, Rester Cruz was close with him. Mm. So I know there's a little bad blood okay. there with, with everything that went down, and I understand that. Um, I would love to see him. He's a great competitor. Um, but, you know, he he might make Citrus his home track now because he we'll, – we'll do around the state later on, but he picked up a win up there at Citrus this weekend. Um, but back to New Smyrna, Michael Goddard picks up the win. Brad May finds a way to come home in second. And Brian Finney, he was almost a lap down at one point. And he was able to keep his car clean and had a great restart at the end and finished in third. Daniel Webster, fourth. Bobby Good, he was a little bit off this weekend. He finished in fifth. And old Steve Weaver, definitely not the fastest car, but he knows how to keep his nose clean, rounding out the top six. And then uh, those were the six finishers. Colin Allman, he crashed late. Timothy Watson had electrical issues middle of the race. Uh, Coming down from Pensacola, finished in eighth. Then Jeff Schofield and Trenton Hennick rounding out the top ten. Gavin Graham was 11th, 12th for Brighton Horner. They had problems early. And then you had Nick White and Bill Shea. Those are the ones that stuck around but did not start. Um, like I said, Michael Goddard, the fast qualifier. Any final thoughts on the Super Light Model 100? Did you see the points? Yeah. There's three guys that have run <laughs> yeah. both races. So. No, but you got Steve Weaver. I mean, he could 
get a top ten, top three. All right, that's a good strategy because this, I mean, four seventeen ain't racing no more. David Weaver's been going to Auburndale with the pro late. Yeah. Um, so I, listen, I'll have Steve Weaver in our racing is uh, in the races every time. It's a car on the on the track. It looked and, like and, you had a new body part, so he's at least upgrading the car some. Yeah, so. he's got a new nose on that car for the first time in like twenty years. So hey, might have gave him a little speed. Yeah, and, and listen, the the Weavers. They know what they have. They know their role. They, they stay out of the way. Fun. They come out to have a good. It's they come to speed weeks to enjoy the racing and then be, be a I'd part of it. There. Right, I would do it. Right, and then you know, then you have something like when when Weaver finished second a few years ago, and it's like, whoa, that's a, what a great story. So I'm glad I was glad he was there because I never know what those guys are going to do. So I was glad he was there. I mean, that gives you that twelfth car. That gives you that. How many supers car. registered? One, well, technically two. So Jeff Schofield registered for the season, and then Michael Goddard registered for the race. And people kept asking me, and this is why I brought it up, man. People all week long, what's your entry list? How many supers you got? What's your entry list? How many cars are going to be there? Do you know how many cars? Do you know who's racing there? Do you know who's going where? I can't believe Citrus is running super late. You're going to lose cars to Citrus. Where you're gonna, you know what, guys? I can only do what I can do, and I'm not going to give bad information. And I wasn't just going to say, I only have one car registered, because that's petty. Um, that's why I I had two awards. I had the driver of the week and then the person that registered with the most votes, which ended up being you. You were second to Blake Clouser in overall, by the uh, way, um, by about 20-some-odd votes. Um, okay. So that's why you won the certificate, and he won the driver of the week, to clear up any confusion there. Um, I, I I'm trying to... Get, my job with the social media is try to get the fans interested and well, keep people like I I post it on there all the time. Register and someone says, "Is it required?" And I was like, "No," but it just helps with promotion. Right. And, so. and that's the thing. If you just we had somebody message us that morning and said, um, "Do we have to register to come race today?" And I was like, "Absolutely not. Just come out. It's not required." But we'll what looks better is when I can share three, four, five, six, seven. You know a whole bunch of different cars throughout the week that are racing, it looks better. It gets people involved because they probably thought, oh, there's going to be four or five cars. I'm not going to that. Make but yeah, there, there ended up being good cars. Make them register. No, because no, then if you make them register and they don't have Facebook or however they put it, then... Everybody's th- then got a cell phone. The registration's done through the website. So if you can go to newsmyrnausa.com, you can register. It's not so. Whatever the hell it is, you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, it's not mandatory, but it helps me and it it helps put names on driver of the week. Yeah. I had to get, I have to guess every week on driver of the week. I know I, there's people I, on there all the time that I'm like, they ain't coming. They're not coming. But but <laughs> I, I looked at the first Sun Belt race. I looked at last year's points. I try to put the top ten in points, and then everybody else that I think might show up and and hope for the best. And then if they aren't on the initial list and they message me, then I'll put them on the list. It's not the end of the world. So I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to give people the information. Um, you know, and, What grinds Ryan's gears? It's not so much grinding my gears, but when you look up, when you show up at the race and you look at the grandstands and you see like 150 people and you wonder why there's not many people because they it wasn't until Saturday morning when I'm sending you all these things. Look who's coming. Look who's coming. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I would have known this yeah. Wednesday. Saturday morning was pretty popular for yeah. Facebook. I don't know what it is. I don't know why people are not coming. I, I don't know if it was the weather. Maybe the weather scared people The weather could have been, you know, last year's late model races didn't really produce. And, and, you know, after talking to Rusty last year, he's like, look, this is the first year bringing this back. I don't expect 
big things. And I think he was fairly surprised with the turnout because he, he seemed very thankful in the driver's meeting. You know, he, he had a little quote. It was like, to see this many people for a Sunbelt race right now is a great thing. So he, he was he was pleased with it. I was pleased with the turnout. Race, race was fine. Um, I was glad they got to go 100 laps. Yeah, me too. Me too. And gave someone's me a like, lot of time to maybe work they shouldn't go 100 laps. I, I suggest 75 for, for these shows, but... You know, you cut 25 laps off, there's your lull. Well, you why know? don't we do... Uh, Keep the payout at do what it is. Nah, the double races, man. No, you don't. You know you just come... You, you stop them, let them get a sip of water, and go back out racing. See, but the, the double races, man, you lose half the field in race one, then race two is useless. So, it's it's dangerous. I, I'm... I like them and I hate Twin them. Twin 25s. No, no, that's stupid. Um... <laughs> So, uh, somebody did ask me a question. Um, so if we come race your late model race, it's just one race, right? For one payout. I was like, yep. Like, okay, good. Not like that other track. (laughs) So anyway, um, to the central Florida air conditioning and heating. We we do. I think we hold them open too. Um, (laughs) EMOD race was really fun between Jarrett Corpy and Jeffrey White. Again, the, the track being wet, especially out of turn number four with the weepers definitely made this, a bit more of a battle because Jeffrey White clearly had the faster car, but couldn't find, he didn't have that extra groove to get around Jarrett Corpy and he was slipping and sliding coming off the corner. Corpy had the preferred groove, was able to stay ahead until Jeffrey got to the inside, hit one of the weepers, got sideways, they made contact. Jeffrey was able to gather it back up a little bit quicker. And when that happened, goodbye, that was it. Uh, Jeffrey White, who <laughs> I mistakenly said that pro trucks were at Auburndale last week on the show. They were at, they did the twin races at, at Citrus. They you were didn't supposed see this to be on Jack's day. page. He posted it like every day. Listen, listen man. Listen. Jack, he's not watching. I, your I stuff. look it's, he's it, got you blocked. I, I go, yeah. <laughs> I go I go look at the results and, and I'm not thinking, I'm not forward thinking. We we go through all that stuff on the hot mic on, on Wednesdays, and when it's not my turn, I don't always pay attention. But anyway, um you need to turn your camera sideways. I can't. When I'm on when I'm on my phone, it won't let me. That shit, that shit so, stresses me out. Well, whatever. <laughs> Anywho, um <laughs> on the emods. Emods, yeah. So Jeffrey White, who did show up, got the win. Jarrett Corpy was second. Dylan LeBeau was a disappointed third. Art Coon's been back out. Good to see him back out. That car's still not up to yeah, up to snuff though. Like it's not up to speed. And then we had uh, Jay Woldridge rounding out the top five. Hank Baker was there but did not start, had issues in practice. Um Jay Woldridge uh, caught me in the bar afterwards, and he goes, well, I'm three for three. And at first, it didn't register to me who I was talking to. Um, every time I've talked to Jay, he's been in his driver's suit and had a hat on. Mm-hmm. And so just seeing him sitting there, I, I, but then when he goes, well, I'm three for three, at least this one happened at the end of the race. I'm like, that's Jay Woldridge. It's like, well, you just wanted to end the race in style and keep your streak going. And he's like, that's it. And he goes, man, this EMOD is is such a different animal. He's used to the super stock. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, you put the gas down and it goes, and it's way lighter. I mean, yep. look at Greg. Uh, unfortunately, he's had to put a little hold on his racing priorities for a little while. And uh, he's going to go get married and everything. I congratulate him on that and everything. Uh, wish you all the best. And Absolutely. So, Miss, we'll miss you at the track. I mean, I know I saw his dad out in the stands, so I know they'll probably be around, but priorities priorities are first. So yeah, racing. regroup, come back next year. Yeah, yeah he'll probably Bring come back with a better better machine. So, you know, but um, yeah, so it's just good to uh, 
see stuff going on out there. The the thing I like about Jay Waldridge, he's he's a rookie, mm. first time that he, he bought Randy's old E-Mod, and he's had some issues with it and spun out a bunch of times. And he goes, this is way fun, man. So at least he's having a damn good time, yeah. and that's what you like to hear. And he's you know? not blowing motors like he was in Superstock. <laughs> right. He was having bad luck. I think he was. Star, I don't think he made a race. Last Well, a couple of years ago when, when Lou Allen was racing with us, was that 2021, I think? Mm-hmm. 2022 i can't remember um he was doing well until, until he got caught up in the crash and then he got the new motor and then last year blew blew up like twice at the beginning of the season and that was it so then he got the e-mod and he's been rolling with that thing probably gonna win rookie of the year probably gonna get top five in points so i mean not bad for for a learning season for him so and he's and he's having fun doing it and that that's the kind of thing i like to hear because we we all take this a little bit too seriously sometimes so it's nice to hear somebody just like hey i'm just enjoying myself yes definitely well, let's talk about it. LKQ Superstocks. They're up next here on the list. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, we'll start at the heat race. It was uh, I kept waiting because I had the list, and I had George, and I had Justin, and I had Gage on the list, and they weren't here yet. And what was it about? They were there. They they were there? Yeah. Well, they, they had been registered, yeah. so we knew they were coming, and we know they're <laughs> – and that's what I say. Hey, if you're running late and you want to get on the list, just – have somebody register you. It's yep. fine. People do it all the time. Yep. We used to we do it for Mike Dom. There was like, a Spears on in the in the facility. So yeah, yeah, it's all good. That. So Mike Dom would be like, "Hey, I'm two hours away, but register me." You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, I'll be there for features. I'll be there at like eight. See you then. <laughs> so uh, then you see the Spears rolling in. I love how Gage rolled. He they got in the pit gate, unloaded his car. He drove into the track and then onto the track for his heat and finished second. Awesome to see. Yeah. Really awesome to see. I think Blake Clouser won the heat, and Gage was second. With Blake being the most recent winner, he went to the back of the field, so that puts Gage on the pole down on the inside. David Russell, who's driving the 16, so completely voiding my pick from a week ago when I picked Rich Clouser to win, so <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Um, but David Russell's a, not the old washed-up late-model driver, as some people put uh, <laughs> on the joke post. Um, first yeah. lap. So I, I, I gave my take on the hot lap. And it really hasn't changed. There's There's been a couple of different views of this. And so I'll give my take on it, then I want to hear your take on it. And this is not a – I'm not pointing blame. I, I can't. I can't. It's it's, it's a racing racy. deal. But here's what I saw. So the, the race goes green, and Russell gets the jump on the outside, right? He goes into turn number one. He's clearly got the lead. I think Gage – and we know track position is very important. Because when they get strung out, it can be tough to pass, just like NASCAR. So I think – and from what I saw, it looked like Gage got caught on the start. Russell got a better start, got a good launch. And Gage tried to get it all back in turns one and two. And he overdrove the corner. And maybe that had to do with the weepers a little bit. I don't know. Um, you know, and, and I'm speculating on he was trying to get it all back. He kind of goes up the hill. They make a little bit of contact in one. Then you see Gage come down the track. And he gets loose off the corner. And then I believe at the same time, Russell, who's out of the groove, He's trying to pull down off the wall like Larson at the end of the Kansas race. And he, I think Russell comes off the corner, pulls his car off the wall. You see Gage get loose. There's an in-car camera, and you can see uh, Gage kind of getting loose. And he almost overcorrects at the same time Russell comes off the wall, and they hook. I've known David Russell a long time, okay? I've known the Clousers a long time. I've known David Gould since I've been at this racetrack. And I've known the Spears. <laughs> Nothing that I've ever seen from david russell suggests that he would just right hook gauge 
Was I, was I, he upset maybe with the contact? Was he not going to cut him any slack? Perhaps. Perhaps. Only Russell knows. But I, I just, after analyzing and watching and listening to me say, oh no, 85 million times, I just believe that, and listen, I'm the same way on the Kansas finish, which we'll talk about in the second segment. I, I've, David Russell is one of the nicest guys. Um, if you know him, if you've talked to him in the pits, you'll end up having a conversation with him for 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes. And I've never seen anything out of him on track where he's just hooked somebody. So I don't believe it was an intentional right hook. He definitely got into Gage, and Gage ended up in the wall in a grinding, crazy-ass crash where, like, the entire right side of that car is gone. Um, but I, I just don't think that it's lap one. Russell's a veteran. Gage is a rookie. I think it was just a circumstance that happened. Gage gets a little bit loose. Russell's trying to get off the wall. Cause you know, if you get out of the groove in two, though, it's the wall's going to pull you in off that corner. Just the way that the banking is and the way the transition is. And how many times have we seen cars hit the wall off too? A lot. So I just think it was those two things coming together and Gage took a hell of a ride. I'm glad the kid was okay. Um, you know, George jumping out of his car to go check on his kid. That had to be a heart stopping moment. Um, it, it was, it was crazy. Um, God, what, it, how good it must be to be, what is he, 16 years old? I think he's 15, 15 16. Yeah. I think he might just turn 16. To, to be young and, and be able to hop right out of a car like that. Um, I mean, it hurt my back watching. So <laughs> I'm just glad everybody's okay. It sucks to see torn up cars. Superstocks race this week and it'll probably be Paul versus Bobby. Um, <laughs> I think that's all we got left. Uh, but anyway, hated seeing that too. What looked to be really good race cars for the night destroyed in a set of corners. That's that's my take on it. Bad deal for everybody involved. What uh, what is your you know? I, I know you're kind of close to the situation. So what's what's your take on it? I just I think it was hard racing on a wet track. I mean, and that's what's going to happen when you're at these speeds. And if you touch, things happen. I mean, it's sometimes it's just what happens when you're racing this hard. I mean, you got to, sometimes you got to think it is the first lap. So kind of ease off a little bit, but it is what it is. There ain't nothing that can change now with it, but just rebuild. I know they're already in the process of rebuilding the car. They're going to, I think that car is going to get reclipped. And with the way that uh, Justin and George can work on a car, that car, you, I wouldn't doubt it. Listen, if, if they get enough beer in there, they can get the car rebuilt, right? <laughs> I wouldn't. If if Justin wasn't working on his car because he showed up with his car, I mean, then... Seemed like it was about 80% none. Yeah, he yeah. he, he kind of rushed. He kind of had to rush it on the last bit and everything, and it was, a, it was more of a shakedown to go out there. And, uh, but I guarantee you the next time it comes out, it'll be a lot better. And I, I think that, uh, everything happens for a reason. And this might end up giving Gage a, the car that he really wants and stuff. I know Jerry's kind of upset that he lost a car and I don't think anything malicious happened out there. It sounded like a, <clears throat> excuse me. It sounded like a bomb going off from where we, cause we can't it's see bad, it. Man. Yeah. When we're, where we're sitting, we can't see nothing. So. It was scary because it just happened so fast. Like yeah. you just you see him make some contact, you see him come off the corner and get together, and the angle that Gage was headed towards the wall, I thought he was gonna flip. Yeah, I, I thought he was gonna do like Thunder Road style kind of. He he got up on the wall, but he didn't go all the way over. But I I literally thought he was gonna launch off the wall like that twelve prolate did back at World Series in twenty twenty one or whatever. Um, I you know, at the end of the day, cars can be fixed or replaced. People can't so. 
Glad to see everybody's okay. Um, definitely was the wildest moment of the night. And, and I'm going to reiterate again, if, if you have friends out there, you're probably going to eventually wreck with your friends. If you have enemies out there, you're going to wreck with your enemies. If you don't know anybody out there, you're either going to make friends or enemies. If you put yourself on that racetrack, the possibility of what happened can happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. My so, first race, I was out there beating and banging and not even trying on accident. I mean, it was just me being a little too aggressive. Yep, so, yep. But it, it's well, racing. Good thing Schofield wasn't out there. He'd yeah. put you in the wall. Oh, yeah. Schofield <laughs> probably would. <laughs> but uh I, I other than that i mean i just i i think it's a racing deal and just hopefully everybody can get past us and not break up things and good things well, now happen. now we've got the triangle right because last year it was the spears versus the hollies so now you've got spears versus holly you've got holly versus clouser and you've got clouser versus spears so it's like the freaking um bermuda triangle, bermuda triangle in the super stock division so everybody's mad and at you everybody got paul just jumping around everywhere well you got tyler mad at paul from two <laughs> weeks ago and tyler keeps getting run into and now brandon johnson he's he's stepping on his own own johnson running over the choose cone uh, that this race was chaos. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those restarts was insane. It's I like know. here they go, three wide again. <laughs> and the cars that wanted to go to the back, you see why they wanted to go to the back. Um, oh, and I was editing Paul's in car. <laughs> every time they they go to start, and it'd be like, Row. I'd have to stop it. Row. <laughs> So I just edited out all those stupid restarts. You yeah, guys, all the false ones. I don't think people are listening to Race Hero because I definitely can hear. Maybe you guys need to get the headphones. I got I got some pretty good headphones. I, I guess because the race director at this point is just like, after three times, if they don't hear him, he's just going to black flag him. I heard him. So anyway, um, when the race got going again, Bobby Holly led for a while, then Paul Wall was able to chase him down. It's Hammerhead. Now. Hammerhead again. Yeah, we're yeah, back to Hammerhead. So he, it, it changes. Yeah, it changes based on how the race goes. Uh, so Hammerhead chases down Bobby Holly, gets the lead, and then uh, Bobby's car started to get a little bit loose, like it traditionally does. And he and Blake then got together. That was another wreck that Peyton saw before I did. Uh oh, uh, they got together and somehow were able to rebound and still finish second and third. And I, I really there was appreciate. Only four cars left. There's five. Uh, it was that Johnson and Fernesti was still out there too. Um, I, I really appreciate that despite the bad race that, that team Clouser had Blake, the youngster was able to go over to talk to Bobby and they just, they talked, man. They just, they had a conversation and they lived it, live on for the next race. And, um, Paul Kochi dominating win. Congratulations on his first points win and first win of the regular season. Uh, he, he made a statement. In victory lane? I can't remember. Uh, no, he thanked Andy Morrison, though. So there's that. Oh. Andy got you beat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Paul. Paul gets the win. Blake Clouser battles back for second. Bobby Holly third. Tyler Pernesti with a Caddy Wampus race car finished fourth. What, fifth didn't you Brandon say Johnson. it was riding sideways or it, something? It was. It, <laughs> it was doing this down the front. When he got rear-ended, it, it twisted something, and it was sideways. The whole, that's why he kept going to the back of the field, because he didn't want to be in the way. Uh, still finished fourth. Um, Brandon Johnson, fifth, Justin Spears, George Spears, Gage Spears, did David you Russell. Did like Justin's car? You know, I did. I really did. It's going to look different again. <laughs> it's going to look different again? <laughs> it'll be. It'll just be more blue. You're going to paint the nose? Yeah. Okay. That'll complete the look, yeah. Yeah. He he didn't like the way that it, it I don't know. But They're, yeah. they're particular about their, their race cars. Oh, yeah. Yep. Got to look good. Car. I mean, that's legit. That's like a real, that's, it's, that, the it's a real the, okay, body. It's, yes, it's a real body because the ass of the car used to be purple. Yep. Yep. 
So those are real Dodge parts kind of fabricated together to fit the chassis, I would imagine. Yep. yep. It's, I mean, that just shows you how good a work that he yep. can do. And uh, it was racing, hard racing it Challenger nose, though. That's not an original Dodge nose. No. No, didn't yeah. think so. I mean, and it was hard to keep all this secret because mm-hmm. I couldn't take video or picture for so long in that shop. It was so frustrating, especially with my car. Like, if you notice hey, all my pictures, all my pictures, I'm looking close up, uh, yeah. all to the back of the uh-huh. shop. You don't see nothing on the other side because that's where that car's been. Well, sitting. You, you sent. Uh, Somebody sent me a picture <laughs> and said, "Hey, don't say nothing about this." And I saw what it was, but I didn't see. Yeah. I didn't look at it, and I'm like, "I don't even want to see. I want to see it tomorrow." Yeah, that thing was badass. It's a Challenger. It's what I used to drive. I miss mine. It's super cool. What happened to Stephen Metz? Starter broke. Starter broke. Yep, and he's got automatic, so you can't push. You can't push it. Yeah. Ah, well, son of a bitch. Yeah, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, we're done for the day." And I, I don't. When I, when somebody texts me like that. I tell them thank you. I let the scorers know, and I don't. I don't press it because it. It's probably. It probably took all they had to even text me to say that. So unless they share, I don't press because I don't want to stir anything up, make it feel bad. So that that was too bad coming off a career best fourth place finish a couple weeks ago. So, uh, but maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Car is still in one piece. Get yeah. a new starter. He'll be good. <laughs> he so, yeah, should be f- there this Saturday or this Saturday. He won't. He should be. Oh, he should. Okay, yeah. I thought you said he won't. Um, yeah, so that was the super stocks. They were wild and crazy. Then points we go is over... getting a little tight. What's that? Points are getting a little tight. Where are we at with points? What's that looking uh, like? We got Blake still with 148, and then you got uh, Paul seven behind with 141. Yeah, so that, no, that'll be a good battle. And Blake Bobby's, and Paul. Bobby's still right there. He's what? 21. 21 back? back. Yeah, he, he can make that up easy. Yeah, and Tyler, yeah. if he stays consistent and drives a Caddy Wampus car, he, he's 30 or 27 back. You got Gage as a rookie again. Listen, I, I got to go fix yeah, all yeah. of that stuff on the website. I have the here, – here they are right here. These are my rookie sheets. Uh, These are the people that are going to be rookies for right now. So fill Daniel out those sheets. Bra- is Daniel Bromley a rookie? No. Tony and Daniel are not rookies. Good. So I, he, he don't worry me, about those. He had me worried. Don't, were, don't worry about it. The official rookie thing, uh, I'm trying to let a couple good. of races get in there, and then I'll fix it all up. So Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> uh, to the Bomber Bees now. What a great race. I mean, we had uh, 13 cars show up. What a great race for me. Well, overall, it was a great race. Um, so was had, it? I've seen him passing me. Well, you had a good view of the back of the field. You, <laughs> you and Mike Dom. Man, Mike Dom passed your ass like you were standing Mike still. Dom, Mike Dom lapped me. How does that happen? I got made fun of. It was well, just, that's not a Dom car. That's if, the problem. If you would have seen me, if you, I posted my in car, if you can find it. I'm not really sharing it because it's disappointing because you can literally see me give up and I'm riding with my hands on the steering wheel like I'm driving a car down. The st- I was so disappointed. Like you the racetrack. Yeah, I was just <laughs> disappointed because when the second group start, caught me and passed me and I tried to catch back up with them, I just, every time I go in the corner, I go up the track and I just like, I ain't going to wreck my car. So like, I don't well, know if I got sucks. problems. So. We'll see next, the next race if hopefully it's a dry racetrack. And we'll see if I'm just not a wet racetrack. I like it dry. I guess so. <laughs> nice and dry. Yeah. Like, a, like wine. The, like a dry the, wine. The, the Sahara Desert. There you go. Uh, but no, good race out of the Bomber Bees. Frank Let's Button. Talk about Ben Say. Jesus. Well, we'll talk about him in a minute. Um, Frank Button, who I thought was going to win this race. Um, That's you jinxed him, Frank. Yeah, he computer, jinxed him. 
computer problems. Car went into limp mode on uh, the start. Yeah, I, I was, I got all excited. I was like, oh look, I'm passing Frank, and I was seeing Rick diving down, and, and I was like, I went to the right, and Rick went to the left. So I was like, oh, let's go, and then and Frank went to the pits. Yeah, and then what? he comes zooming by me later on in the race. So yeah, they, he, he said they went in there, recycled the computer, and it's, yeah. it's just like when you turn your computer on and don't want to work, and then you. Yeah. Well, did you restart the computer? Did you unplug it? And restart it? And then it was fine. So yeah. it's just a, a tough circuit. That's the thing about those computers, man. You tune them up, get them going good until the computer doesn't want to work. You're, you're junk. They don't so. tune. What are you talking about? No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> so Frank, Frank, I was looking forward to Frank and Tony because it's good to have Tony back in the field. But Tony, they raced. Yeah, it, it was a great preview of what could have been on lap 12 when Frank was a lap down. Um, but no, Tony Bromley dominated this race, but like you mentioned, Ben Say coming from 13th on the grid. He was just flying, flying out there. I mean, that little Mustang. Even with Rick, trotting. Rick would catch, would drive away from him, but then he would just catch him in the corner. And it was like, it was, he could drive every, he could take that car anywhere. He was driving it low, driving it high. He passed me, I think high. And I was like, eh, I could hear it going. Well, like, he would pass guys in the corners. And then like Rick, especially would get up on the throttle and pass yeah. him back. And then Ben would take him on the inside the next lap and then they'd go it, it was ama- it's been amazing to watch ben this year uh so much fun to see that car coming alive ben and bob great he's so people. calm too know, his interviews just like yep. hey, yeah. he's like mm-hmm. oh well, thank you ryan uh <laughs> yeah man i gotta thank uh, shane and pizza man racing because i forgot them last time and yeah this thing's just been a blast to drive and thanking my dad because it's just me and him and i'm like boom there you go i, mean, I hope his dad gets out there sometimes so. i know i know they're having issues with the other car but yeah. I, I think right now bob is just so happy to watch ben do do his thing i think he's almost enjoying it more from yeah. the outside looking in than, yeah. but i do hope it gets out there the car looks awesome mm-hmm. i love I, it so yeah i've seen a couple pictures of it yeah we gotta get bob back out he's ever since he flipped over we've been missing him so yeah <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, great race here. Tony Romley gets the win. Have you guys had a real caution? I know a couple cars have brushed the wall and stuff, maybe a spin, but um, nobody's really crashed out. It's been more mechanical stuff. Yeah, we had a caution. We had a flat tire. Oh, you you were spun out. Yeah, yeah I'm the right. only one. That's You're the only idiot. damn one that's been wrecked this oh, yeah. year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, to- or Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, Tony yeah. said he's getting the other side of my car now, so I got to watch out for him. Good. So there might work. be a little rivalry. Your, your car told, looks too nice. That, I, see, that's, why, that's why you ran 11th. You wanted to keep the car pristine. Uh, I still hit the wall in the heat mm-hmm. race. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Dom Dom uh, doored me coming out of... Uh, got your back. Two, I guess. He don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> he don't remember. I know he busted remember. his radiator, so I got to give him a radiator. I'm yeah, he hit the wall. Like, right in front of me. Yeah. Right I in didn't front of see me. it. I just saw the car yeah, limping. Yeah, I saw so. him right in front of me, and then I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to beat you. And I was all excited, and then here comes Frank. And I was like, oh, hang on, Frank. Frank yeah, he still go. beat you. Yeah. yeah. Mike must have blown a tire. Probably blew a tire. Neither blew a tire or just was overdriving it. Pushed it. Every time I, every time I was following him, he would he was riding where you were supposed to, and I think he just might have finally wore his tire out. So. Yeah, that'll happen. So the points is uh, pretty tight there too. You got uh, Ben Say with 145. You got Rick Gaither with 131, 14 back. Daniel Bromley 18 back. Frank Button 19 back, even with with problems. Yeah, yeah. and then you got me. 33 back. I'm the leading rookie. Aaron Foy's right on my butt, though. He's 43 back. So, and he's only 10 back from me. So, I got to beat Aaron. And you got Chuck Brewer, Chase Simons, Mike Dom, top 10. 
I think Chase Simons is going to be pretty good. Yeah, like, once when, he gets, when he gets a handle the hang on that it, car, yep. yeah. he's getting better. He's getting yeah. way better. So, and then William Hyman, that car was uh, that thing's cherry, man. Yeah, That's yeah. a nice car. It was wild in the man in practice. Did you see him in practice? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, he God. was throwing grease out, man. He's throwing water out. Well, he had a bubble. One of his tires bubbled up on him. No shit. Yeah, the whole entire tire tire was like a bubble sticking out the side of it. Oof. I guess probably maybe from sliding sideways. But you know, William Hyman, he'll dirt track it out there. And, oh, he and Zach Curtis, man, yeah, they so. they can drive and handle anything it's great yeah. uh tony bromley gets the win for the bombers ben say second daniel bromley third fourth for rick gaither william hyman was fifth chase simon's career best sixth aaron foy seventh eighth for chuck brewer mike dom and kenny yours truly in at least i got a tenth you got a top 10 man uh lucas johnson 11th and <laughs> poor frank started first finished 12th um he he texted me sunday he's like hey man do you think you know what are the points gonna look like i'm like I'll have him up Monday, man. I'm exhausted. I'm doing some stuff around the house today. Um, sorry. And I, I'll snap you a picture where as soon as I get him up and uh, he goes, you think I'm like second or third? I'm like, you're probably third. I forgot all about Rick Gaither. Because I'm like, well, I think Bromley's got you. Oh, so you're don't third. Forget about Rick. And now Rick is damn second. Yeah. So, yeah. And Frank is fourth. That's going to be a good battle if those guys race all the races. So, uh, And then, of course, we have the 602 Modifieds. Fun little way to end the night. Congratulations, Tony Pereira. Uh, got his first win and how about christopher hatton though that kid can drive man he's been in all kinds of different cars and he almost stole himself another one he and tony with a photo finish at the end fun way to end it the the, the 602 division is just fun right now it is i was sad that uh ricky moxley wasn't there i guess he was in texas oh, okay. so that's kind of kind of hard to race from texas but uh we were missing ricky we were missing ron ron had to work at one of his shows and we we're missing bud mcintyre too but i think bud's having some I hope Bud's all right. I know he's dealing with some uh, health stuff, so he might have to take the night off. But it's still a great race. Fun little way to end the show. It's like it, the ground pounders and 602s, it's like bonus content. Just enjoy it, you know? Yep. Uh, I'm definitely, I thought it was a good night. Glad we got it in. And it was over at, what, you said 1038? 1038, yep. Got it all over. Love the early bird thing. Um, I, I think this week it'll be a little bit easier to start on time because the driver's meeting's at 530. Versus 5.45, so we'll have enough time to have the meeting. hopefully we can get everything going a little bit. uh, The good news is there's no qualifying. Yeah. So we're just going to do heat races and go. So I I imagine by 6.05, I did get a little, I did get a little caught off guard with the uh, national anthem and everything. I was like. Dude, okay. (laughs) I want to talk about that because at one point I looked down and I can't hear what's going on outside in the booth. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I just look and make sure the play bar and the, the numbers are, are going. And then I try to boost it loud enough to where I can just make sure that it is playing. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm fumbling around because I got to make sure when it stops, it doesn't go into the Canadian one. So <laughs> all of a sudden I look up and the, and the I've been using the same national anthem for years. And the, and the, the parade lap's coming off four. I look down and we're still at 23 seconds or something like that. And I'm like, did it go back? And then it looped. It, in the middle of the song, it looped back. So instead of being a minute and a half, it was two minutes long. It looped twice, and I don't I don't know why, but the I use Amazon Music, and I have the playlist supposedly downloaded to my hard drive so that I don't need the internet to work. Lately, it's been telling me no internet connection and won't let me play unless I plug my phone in to go off the hotspot. So I don't know if there was if because. It needed the internet that, like, it wasn't buffering properly, so it, it like, it was a fucking thing. Pissed me off. 
But anyways, I apologize. In the home, in the home. It's like Millie Vanilli up in there. <laughs> girl, you know it's girl, you know it's. Oh, we're losing listeners now. Yeah, yeah, they're clicking off at this point. Uh, people only listen to the first segment of the show anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, fun night at New Smart. Looking forward to this weekend. We got the Mother's Day special. Moms are free. Got the early bird pricing in effect till six. So for ten bucks, the family could come. It's good value. We've got the trucks back. We've got super the stocks. Trucks, you got Jack coming. Yep. Jack will be there to jack things up for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got uh, Bomber A's, so there'll be all the kinds of controversy. Banger, yeah, four banger 24s. That's right. Maybe CJ will do good this time. Uh, CJ's <laughs> got it figured out now. Oh, we didn't even talk about CJ. Oh, poor CJ caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. His, his uh, 602 debut lasted about half a lap. He uh, was on He was on fire. He was hot. <laughs> Man, blazing out there. Uh, poor CJ. Um <laughs> Yeah, what else we got? We got uh, Ground Pounders. So Ground Pounders. It'll be a fun little night. I, I think if all goes well, we can be out of there by 9.30. See if we can 9.30, that's what you're saying? 9.30? Uh, okay, I'll go 9.38, exactly an hour oh, faster dude. than the week before. I have too much faith, don't I? I'm going to go 9.52. 9.52. All right, that's probably more realistic. So we'll see. Uh, it should be fun. Looking forward to that. Any final thoughts on uh, News Morning before we move into the NASCAR race at Kansas on the second segment here? It was wet. It was wet. It was, but it wasn't a rain out, so I'll take it. Yep. All right, we're going to take a short commercial break here. Like I said, on the other side, we got to talk about just a fantastic and wild race at the Kansas Speedway for NASCAR. Um, heading into what should be a fun the watermelon stretch. punch. Yeah, that's it. That's the name of the episode. Um, yeah, we got some good races coming up. Darlington this weekend, one of my favorite tracks in North Wilkesboro, and the Coke 600 all coming up in May. So NASCAR on an uptrend, I believe heading into the month of May. So stay tuned. We'll have our thoughts and analysis on the cup race. And then third segment, we will do a quick around the state and up to Thunder Road because they are back. Uh, if you have flow racing, I recommend checking out Thunder Road. I'm going to take a quick moment here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including American Auto Tires in Service, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, you can give them a call at 386-428-1941. Of course, that is EJ's company. And if you need anything done, tires, service, you name it, they have you covered. So make sure you stop into American Auto. Or, of course, you can always get with EJ if you're at New Smyrna. Uh, he, you can find him pretty easily in the tire room or driving the pace car. They have all kinds of great deals. Um, look, I'm in the market for some tires. I'm going to be stopping in there in the next couple of months and getting my tires down there because I wouldn't trust anybody else because I know EJ is going to take care of us. They offer everything from free visual AC checks, tires, maintenance, repairs, any kind of service you need. They even have wheels. So American Auto Tires and Service, your one-stop shop in the New Smyrna area for anything that you need done. So make sure you check them out again. 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna, New Smyrna Beach, 386-428-1941. Stop in and see your friends at American Auto. We also thank DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board as a sponsor. Uh, of course, that is the two Manellos. So let's just say you get into a little bit of a fender bender and you don't want to go through your insurance because you know they're probably going to hike up your rates and you're going to pay for a deductible and you're still going to have to pay for all this stuff. Make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body because they will go ahead and handle that for you. If you got a scuffed up fender, if you got some dents in a bumper, if you got a door that needs replaced, DeBerry Paint and Body will take care of all of that. Um, they are open until about 6 o'clock each day. 
And you can get in touch with them by giving them a call at 386-320-0267. And they're located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. And again, their hours are typically 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the weekdays and 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays because, you know, they got to get out to the racetrack and whatnot. So uh, if you need any body work done, paint, body, whatever you need, make sure you check out DeBerry Paint and Body. We also thank our good buddy, Mr. Andy Morrison with Never Give Up. Andy's always at the New Smyrna Speedway supporting our racers and even supporting the little ones over at the Little New Smyrna Speedway for the quarter midget racing. You can typically find Andy Friday and Saturday at the New Smyrna Speedway. He has some great items for sale, and sometimes he gives those items away. He's got all kinds of great things for his um, for his company, Never Give Up. He's got plaques, he's got hats, he's got stickers. I know a lot of the Bomber guys run the Never Give Up sticker on their car. And, and really, I think everybody could could use that message these days. Never give up, keep doing you, and keep supporting what you love, just like Andy does. And we appreciate his support here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank Hank Baker for coming on board as a supporter here with the show. Um, he'll be on for the next uh, next handful of episodes, and we really appreciate him. Really great guy. Um, we miss him in the pit area this year, but uh, if you see Hank, talk with him. He's, he's got some uh, some great racing knowledge, and it's always a pleasure to be around. We also thank Brownlee Motorsports for coming on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, you can primarily find the Bromleys running at New Smyrna Speedway. They have a couple of Bomber Bs, the six machines out there for Brownlee Motorsports, and they have some pro trucks that they run occasionally as well. Sometimes you can find them out at the dirt tracks having a little bit of fun as well. But we appreciate Bromley Motorsports for coming on board to support the show. So make sure you check them out next time you're at the New Smyrna Speedway. We also thank Jeff White Racing for coming back on board as a sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Of course, Jeff White Racing can be found bouncing between the Auburndale Speedway and the New Smyrna Speedway. Jeffrey White, driver of the 41 EMOD slash AMOD, has been one of the dominant forces So if you're looking to get on board with a good racing team, make sure you check out Jeff White Racing and check them out at the Bull Ring at Auburdale and the big track over at the New Smyrna Speedway. We thank them for coming back on board and supporting the show. We appreciate everybody's support. And again, if you'd like to come on board as an anchor sponsor, um, you can do that. If you'd like to just be a supporter like our friends Hank and, and Ken, Doug, Fast Cracker Racing, Andy, you name it. Uh, you can do that too. We charge just $5 an episode. The amount of episodes is up to you. You can do a year. You can do 10 episodes. You can do one. It all helps, and we appreciate it greatly. Thank you guys for your support, and we'll let you get back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We got to talk about the Advent Health 400 from the Kansas Speedway. As I said at the top of the show, perhaps one of the best NASCAR races, especially with the next-gen car, this race... I'll tell you, I started watching it on my phone because I was watching Thunder Road on the TV and I was watching the race on my phone. And so I've got kind of eyes on both things and then, um, you know, playing with Peyton too. So my attention wasn't fully on the cup race until about the last 100 miles or so. Um, I was keeping up. I knew everything was going on. I saw all the spins. I hoot and hollered when Kyle Busch hit the wall. I that was a pretty hard hit. It, it was. I mean, it, the cars were on edge, which yeah, was great. He so, slid forever. He did. Just, you know, Eric Almarola went for a long slide back there. Eric Jones went for a slide back there. How about at the start of the race, Kyle Larson gets hooked by Tyler Reddick. Yeah. I, immediately in our in the announcer group chat that I have, I'm like, because we were all talking about Kansas, how we all 
for a mile and a half track, enjoy it. And Austin goes, Kansas is that track where it's either a complete shit show or it's one of the best races ever. There's no in between. And then on lap five, we get Larson spun out. Yeah, so Reddit gets Kyle Larson spun out. And so I immediately text everybody. I'm like, yep, it's going to be one of those days, one of those crazy races. And first stage, pretty pedestrian. You had the the spin by Larson early, which kind of mixed things up and uh, put him behind because he, he lost a set of tires right there. Stage one goes to Denny Hamlin, who chased down Martin Truex, who I, I thought for the first half of the race, Truex was going to win back-to-back races. And then you saw uh, Truex get back into the mix, then Hamlin uh, got in the mix, and then Larson was able to work his Ooh. way back up through. I mean, I, it, Larson is very much like Jimmy Johnson. He'll have an issue. If he, if he has an issue early in the race, you pretty much count on him bouncing back and at least getting back maybe into the top five. But he was able to get up there, um, was leading the race. I, I don't know about you. I know you you caught this on, on highlights. Um, I don't know if you'll agree or not, but the last... 20, 25 laps of this race were spectacular. It seemed like the last bit of the race was. Even on the highlight, they showed a lot of the last. Like it, it's like the I remember on the highlight, it was like 47 to go, and it seemed like from then on, it was a pretty good race. What was your take on all the uh, one lug nut missing? There was a lot of... Uh, yeah, the, the two-car lost a tire, yeah. the 14 lost a tire, and somebody then the else one, did too. The one car, I wonder if the, it did when he hit the wall, did it break the lug nut off? Because you've seen the, the rim fall off, and he was riding out there without a rim. So Oh, with Cindric there. Yeah. yeah. See, I feel like if if the tire just comes off and it's clear that the tire has come off or the wheel has come off before it hits anything, then that should be a penalty, but... If you hit the the wall so hard and it breaks the rim off the car, because well, that that should show the fact that this one lug nut's not very safe. If you can hit the wall and you break your tire off, yeah, yeah, we never you had got that five before. Yeah, you got five. You can break off four and still got one. I don't know. Part of me just for the amount of human error that goes into like if you don't get the lug nut on, you're screwed. It's not like okay, we got four tight. We'll just hang on for the next cycle. Uh, with this thing, if you don't get it on tight, you're screwed. I kind of like that aspect of it but the safety thing i'm telling you the minute one of these tires goes over the catch fence it doesn't matter i hope it doesn't happen on the front stretch but the minute it goes like bouncing over the catch fence or bouncing into the infield and hitting campers or something they're not going to change it so yeah. it's going to take a catastrophe i don't what street cars run these single lug nuts i ain't seen a street car out there with a single lug nut yet. they don't that's all jim french and his is sports car stuff trying to come over to nascar but that's what makes the mile and a half race is good. These are almost sports cars that were racing on these tracks. They, they're not built for this. They're so aero-dependent still, but what I really liked about the end of this race was the the, the back and forth with Larson, who didn't have... Hamlin had a way better car. And once Hamlin cleared William Byron for second, he was able to close in on, uh, Denny, uh, on Kyle Larson. And he would he would get to about half a second and then he'd ride there for five, six laps and he'd run a little bit lower. And Larson, the the one thing that I really like is the lead car can use the air to block the car behind him. So you can kind of use it to your advantage and try to take the, the nose off the car in front of you. I kind of like that because it gives the leader a little something they can do. And, you know, you want to keep the momentum on the high side. So you've got the runs and you want to try to block the car that's coming behind you off the corner so they lose the nose and slide up the track and lose their momentum. And I love that you can do that with this car, and it's a clear defensive maneuver that you can do, especially if you're not quite as fast. So I love that cat-and-mouse game between Larson and Hamlin, 
It was just like the race between Kurt Busch and Denny or Kurt Busch and Kyle Larson last year at Kansas. Um, I really enjoyed watching Hamlin methodically work his car a little bit lower and a disadvantage with the lower lane to eat into Larson's move. And he got beside him two or three times. Then he'd hit a lap car. He'd lose his momentum and do it again. And back and forth they went. And then, of course, the last lap, Hamlin's got the run. They come off the corner in contact. Larson goes in the wall. Hamlin wins. What's your take on the contact? I know you saw that part of it. So what's your take there in the last lap? It's racing. <laughs> That's a, I, Racing I, for the win, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It wasn't malicious. And even uh, Ham, or not Hamlin, uh, Kyle Larson said, he's like, I was loose and you got me. He's like, it seemed like they both understood that it was just, that's racing. It just seems like everybody is trying to crucify Denny Hamlin because, oh, he took him out. He took him out. Well, Why? This is Denny. Everybody hates Everybody Denny. hates him to begin with and everybody <laughs> likes Kyle. And I'm not a Denny, Lar- Den- Denny Larson. Denny Larson. <laughs> I'm not a Denny Imagine Hamlin a fan. Imagine Denny Larson. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, I am not a Denny Hamlin fan. I am not a Kyle Larson fan. I was rooting your ultimate, for... That's your ultimate driver, yeah, Denny oh, Larson. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I was rooting for Denny because Denny hadn't won yet, and I wanted to get another winner on the list, and uh, that's the only reason I was rooting for Denny. Yeah. But Fox I was showed... Glad he, I was glad he was uh, got that win because I was... Ex- His show was kind of boring, though. <laughs> He's... I respect what he has to say. He needs to get... It's more, just I like not... It. He needs to be more pissed off. Yeah, I, I listen to his show more to hear like what he has to say and talk about how the car races versus like the actual entertainment side of it. Like DBC is all about entertainment. Yeah, um, they have some good things to say too. But Denny, ha- Denny's very insightful, and that's what I like, especially with the car owner aspect mixed in with there. Um, Fox showed a replay off turn number two in the last lap. Kyle's car was loose. You could see it getting looser and looser, especially as Denny started to put the pressure on because Kyle had to step it up. He was driving a little bit harder. Um, Obviously, Hamlin got right to him, packed the air on him, going to the corner. Larson is on the edge. He's up against the wall. And you know this. It's just like with Russell in the Superstock when he tries to get turn off the wall. It changes your line a little bit. So if there's somebody right on you, you're going to come down into him, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like the 16 and 18 Superstock. Different result here. Um, Larson is loose. He comes off the corner and he comes down the wall just a fraction, just a fraction of a bit, right? Enough to hit the 11 because the 11's there. And that swinging momentum of the five car coming off the wall and then changing trajectory sends him off into the wall. It wasn't like, oh, Denny washed up. I took, me and Bob Say were debating about this, and I took screenshots of Denny Hamlin coming off turn number two, and he's right against that seam. His car does not move up. His wheels do not turn. He did not come off of turn number two, turning left, turning right into Kyle Larson. Larson got loose, came off the wall just the slightest bit, and Hamlin was there because, of course, Hamlin is going to run him tight. You said it's the last lap. Mm -hmm. They're both going for it. That was two racers racing their asses off and trying to win hungry. a race. And Hamlin is hungry, but Hamlin's car was down on the inside. Larson's came down, hit him, upset his car, and he went off into the wall. And it was not – Denny did not intentionally wreck him. I, I think what Denny wanted was to go send it down into turn number three and try to pull a slide job. Uh, I, I think uh, it was just a hard racing deal. I like uh, – what was it? Clint was like, run, Denny, run. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I love Kurt Busch when they got to turn one and he goes, take him now, yeah. take him now. Because yeah. Kurt knew that if he came oh, off side Kurt. by I side. I think it was Kurt. Kurt yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, was Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Uh, but Kurt knew that like if they came off the corner side by side, it's advantage Larson. So, you know, I, I don't know. I thought I thought the broadcast was really good. I thought the finish was exciting. Um, I would have loved to see him like side by side photo finish to the line. That would have been like the perfect ending to a perfect race. Um, but no, still very exciting. I don't think Hamlin did anything wrong. I, I, you know, it would have been nice if they raced it out clean and we didn't even have to debate this, but Hey, cause there's nothing to talk about. So uh, I, I, what about the, uh, uh, Ross train, uh, coming to a screeching halt? seems like he messed with a few people. Seemed like, uh, he kind of rubbed Kyle Busch wrong a little bit and Kyle Busch got, got a little mad at him yeah. in the race. Kyle Busch uh, doored him a couple times in the <laughs> yeah. back straightaway. And was like, hey, he's like, uh, like I said the other day, if he messes with Kyle Busch, he's probably going to... Kyle Busch is like Jeff Schofield. Yeah. He'll come find your ass <laughs> and hit you. What, um, what about... Uh, I Honestly, I feel it was kind of set up. There, I, th- I don't know. Just I've been watching a lot of the, like, talk about it and they were saying that how did fox know they were sitting there just waiting it was well, like um, it's funny you mentioned that because you see that one view ross is standing outside of his car and then you've got noah here in front of the mm-hmm. frame right and it's almost like somebody was like go because there's a few seconds yeah, he's it's just like standing there it's right like, and then it's, it's like, like go. okay go and then noah goes into it yeah. i i saw that there's just a weird it's like okay it was noah waiting for ross to get his helmet off but it just seems like ross is standing there noah's standing there and then it's like and then ross is like what <laughs> yeah, so or, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I w- kind of want to go over some of the okay. <laughs> uh, stats of the race. Um, Denny Hamlin won stage one, and Joey Logano won stage two. This race had 37 lead changes among yeah, 12 I did drivers. Hear that. I did hear it had a good amount of lead changes. Yes, it's a record for a uh, it's a it's the record amount of lead changes on a mile and a half track for a 400 mile race. 37. That's the Kansas record. So um, I gave you a 10. It gave me a 10 easily on, on the lap thing. And that's yeah. the one thing that, like, I don't have control over. That number is what it is based on the scale. I think for a – I think 26 and above is a 10 for a mile-and-a-half track. So this blew that out of the water. Um, and, of course, we'll score the race here in a minute. 11 cautions. Um, no, like, big, big wrecks, but you had um, – let's see. Your favorite. You had Kyle Larson getting spun out early, which, of course, he recovered. It's funny. Kyle Larson spun out early in the race, hit the wall at the end of the race. Interesting. Um, Oh, excuse me. Uh, You had the two-car spinning out. You had the 10-car spinning out. Then you had the 43-car, Eric Jones, spinning out. And then uh, Ty Gibbs wrecking Josh Berry down (laughs) the backstretch. Christopher Bell wrecked himself off turn number two. Kyle Busch then got wrecked at the end of the stage. Uh, Kyle Busch wrecked himself. Kyle Bush sucks. Um, then you had Ty Gibbs spinning out, barely making contact, and then getting his car destroyed by his own tire. Yeah, you got to take that a little bit slower, buddy. <laughs> then the uh, the big thing that happened um, that, that kind of set up the last part of the race that we'll talk about. Um, so you had Noah Gregson running up inside the top 15. Ross Chastain is three wide. So you have Stenhouse on the bottom. You have Chastain in the middle, and Gregson's on the high side. They're three wide through three and four. And this looked very much, remember when Kyle Larson came up the track and put Bubba Wallace in the wall at Las Vegas and Bubba turned down and took him out and it got suspended. It looked very much like this. If you're running on the inside of a car, and, and I watched this thing on Race Hub and Eric Almarola explained this very well. If you're the inside car, 
very close to another car coming off the corner, especially at a mile and a half track. With these cars, it takes the side force and the grip away from the car on the outside and makes it push. So Ross's car pushed out of his groove, which pushed into Noah's groove, took the air off of Noah's car. So Noah's car almost just started skating and he bounced off the wall. And then he came down, made some contact with Ross, probably thought about hooking him and then thought better of it after the Bubba situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why Noah was pissed. Because when it when it all happened, again, like I said, I had kind of one eye on, on the race on my phone, one eye on Thunder Road. And then uh, my mom had showed up for, for dinner at the end of the race. So when the fight happened, we're all like, why is Noah fighting Ross? Why isn't it somebody who's had beef with Ross? But then you think back to Talladega, Noah got wrecked by Ross when he went three wide at the end. And so there's a little bit of history there and Noah don't take any shit. So then he, (laughs) I I love how the only reason I don't think that it was fixed like we were talking about is because they didn't catch it live. They caught it in progress live. So I think Noah was waiting and the the camera comes up and Noah's waiting and then he goes, but (laughs) what, what do you think of the, uh, let's get your take on the fight. Who, who won the fight? Ross. Ross got the only punch in. I mean, he cracked him hard, too. Yeah, He told a... him, stop. Uh-huh. stop. What, did you see Denny uh, when, I guess, it was happening and someone came and told Denny and Denny went and looked he at the video? Face, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, hey. he's like, oh, good, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he told him to stop. I mean, I was surprised. I, I, I guess Ross been in a few fisticuffs before, so it's not the first time, but... He's a Florida boy, so he's a, I'm pretty yeah, sure he he's it. probably had to fight at 417 or whatever track he was from. No, and he's running the bull rings, probably. Yeah. I, I found it interesting that uh, that Ross was the one to throw the punches, and he's lucky that there was the security guy to get in there, because once uh, Noah gets his hand free, he went for a haymaker, just didn't connect. Yeah, the one gold shirt guy was all over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, it was pretty wild. I think it was set up. I, I didn't expect... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things coming from different angles that it's make it work. seem that way for sure. It's, it's a, a work. work shoot. It's yeah. WWE now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I was very surprised that Ross was the one throwing the punches. I, I think I, I just love that Ross is this villain. Whether you love him or hate him, because he's just a, they get Noah all separate and he's just standing back there, big old horse teeth he's got just smiling. <laughs> Um, watermelon punch yeah he he clocked noah pretty good um noah's stupid age he's just trying to fix noah's dumb haircut (laughs) that's all did you see this oh your grainy pictures are the best (laughs) oh i i saw that on somebody's twitter and that just the reason i i picked that picture it really makes ross look like the villain because it's grainy it's just him smirking and it just looks like just very I don't know, just had this aura to it, which is why I posted it. It's a shitty picture because it's zoomed in. It zoomed way in. But Jack had a run with a Chastain, too. Yeah, yeah, he did over at Citrus, didn't he? Because Chad was over there. I wish Chad would come back to New Smyrna. He's never going to come back. All these uh, these people that run their mouth on Facebook won't say nothing to him when they're at the track. Mm. Um, No, it was a very, first and foremost, very good race on the racetrack. A lot of lead changes, lots of battles. Um, the race only got really strung out a couple of times. Uh, there was at one point, I'm glad there wasn't a caution at the end because the battle between Hamlin and Larson was epic. But with about 30 to go, I'm like, this race could use one more caution to spice it back up because I it didn't like what I was seeing with Larson leading and Hamlin up there and some of those other guys. I wanted to see some other players maybe get back in the mix. But in hindsight, glad there wasn't a caution. Glad it went naturally. Very fun race to watch. Um, actually one that I will... 
it's like I said, I watched it on my phone, but it's one that I'll put back on later on this week and go back and like watch all the way through again because I enjoyed it that much. And just see if I, you know, see any other things out there. Um, but it, what do you think I, uh, how do you think I scored this thing? A 10. You think it got a 10, which would be a perfect score. We've never had a 10. 10, 10, 10. You're going to have a, no, it'll probably be like a 9.823764. You sure you don't want to add another decimal just to be safe? Seven. Seven. Okay. So the racing, let's, let's go ahead and score this thing. The racing, I gave it a nine. Oh. Um, there was just, the, the racing was good, but the field does still get strung out, and the it, these cars are so damn aero-dependent. They're like, when you have such a fast car like Hamlin had, in hindsight, you should just be able to blow by people, but you can't. The air is too important. Track position is too important. So I gave the racing a nine, which is still pretty damn good. The finish, or I'm sorry, excitement, a 10. You had spins, you had people spinning out on their own, you had contact, you had tires coming off, you had side-by-side racing, you had people spinning people out, you had fights. And Kyle Busch wrecked. And Kyle Busch wrecked, so that definitely adds up to a 10. <laughs> the finish, I gave it a 10, man. There that was go. awesome. That in the, the finish, I'm talking like the last 30 laps, like watching that whole sequence, even despite, even if there wasn't contact at the end, still gets a 10. Lead changes, we talked about that, it gets a 10. Enjoyment, a 10. It's a 9.8. This race uh, scored right. a 9.8. Seven, um, three, two, six, four, seven, six, you seven. know, I debated with giving the racing a 10, but I think the car needs just a little bit of work. I don't know how you make them non-aero dependent. I don't think they're ever going to be independent of aero. I think, I think we're on the more right horsepower. track. We need some more horsepower. We just need a little tweaking and then it would have been a, a 10, but a 9.8, our best score ever. Um, which brings our season total up to 6.92. So Ooh, we're still in that 6.9 range, but we're getting closer Good to... Good number, 6.9. Yeah, nice. Twice. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're getting up towards that 7 range where we were last year. And like I said, a good month coming up here with uh, Darlington for Mother's Day weekend, North Wilkesboro on the All-Star Race in two weeks, and we had the Coke 600, which is one of my favorite races. Last year's Coke 600 was epic. We don't race that week, do we? No, is that, that's, you know, we're off for Memorial Day. Isn't that the dirt? When we go to the dirt track, right, we'll probably have to track over there. Um, yeah, so some good races coming up here. I think the score is just going to go up and up. I think we're in for some good stuff. Uh, trucks were at Kansas this weekend, and Grant Enfinger won, so that was pretty cool. Didn't expect that. He beat Kyle Bush, which is great. <laughs> uh, Daniel Dye had his best run. Um, he had a he switched his crew up, got a new crew chief, uh, like he had told me things were coming in when I saw him at quarter midgets, and uh, he, he ran all right. He kept he had two times where he had to go to the back of the field and just at the end of the race couldn't make it make it far enough up. Tony Bridinger had a top 15. I think Haley Deegan was in the top 15. Yeah, too. she got a 12. So your girls ran well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did see uh, that everybody was talking about uh, Tony. And, stuff, and so. her vi- Victoria's Secret car? Yeah. So. Truck? I'm fine. I, I would like to see her secrets. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, all right. I hope she's old enough. She is. Okay. You're good, I think. <laughs> you were going to have to delete that if she wasn't. <laughs> I, believe me, I would have. I would have. Um, yeah, so like I said, just a, a very good, very good Kansas race. And, uh, man, they, I'll be able to see where all the clicks, uh, where people start clicking off after that. <laughs> they, clicked Mark- off, they clicked off when we were singing earlier. 
That's right. They did. They did. They didn't even get to this part, so I don't have to edit it out. Yeah. But no, very good. Uh, very good race at Kansas. Really enjoyed it. Um, who's your pick for Darlington? Put you on the spot. Uh, I'll tell you who mine is. Truex. Truex. That's yeah. a good pick. He was probably going to win the Southern 500 last year. Last time we raced at Darlington, until he, he had, had some speed at uh, Kansas. He did, and then he had crappy ass parts last year and flipped his car off. So. Uh, and then Kyle Busch blew up like 20 laps later, and Eric Jones won. Last year's winners at Darlington were Joey Logano when he bulldozed past William Byron to he, win. He's got the hair that's holding him back uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, the, the arrow drag. Um, and then Eric Jones won the Southern 500. So naturally, that means I have to pick Kyle Larson to win this weekend. He Hendrick's going to be do. fast. <laughs> he's not due. He's just good. <laughs> he's not do anything. He's just He's good. William Byron will probably be good. He'll probably go race some something and win during the week. Maybe maybe Chase Elliott will be good this week. I don't know. He seemed to have some moments there. He he led for a little bit. Um, then he got kind of caught back on pit road. Let's see how many laps did Chase lead. I don't feel like he's fully back yet. Nah, um, breaking your leg. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. Uh, he was. Seventh, and he led five laps, so yeah. not too bad. He got worried that uh, Bell or what's his name, Josh Barry, Barry was going to take his seat. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no one's going to take Chase Elliott's seat. Um, so just real quick before we take another break, go to the third segment of the show and wrap this all up. Denny Hamlin, your winner over Kyle Larson, William Byron did recover for third. Bubba Wallace was fourth, Ross Chastain fifth, and he's your point leader. That it was Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, and Austin Dillon. The top 10. Any final thoughts from this wild race at Kansas? Uh, with I, what I've seen, it looked like it was better than an expected race. Kansas usually to me seems kind of boring. but You know, it used to have that boring reputation, and then they when they reconfigured and repaved the track, it's quickly become, especially now that it, the asphalt's aging just a little bit, it's quickly becoming the best mile-and-a-half track on the circuit. I think uh, Kansas is probably number one, and Charlotte's probably number two. Okay. Um, You're like, sure, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, but man, it, it, for for a race in a mile and a half track, I don't know that you can beat it. Yeah, uh, it's good to uh, know that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so we're going to take a short break. Uh, on the other side, we have quite the Around the State segment. So if you don't stay tuned for this segment, normally you should. Plenty CJ, to talk about. Yeah, plenty to talk about on this one. Um and we're going to get through it quick, try to get you in and out of the third segment. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. We want to take a few moments here to thank some of our great sponsors here at the Racing with Ryan podcast, including our good friends over at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. If you're in the market for a new racing fuel cell for your vehicle, make sure you check out Schultz Fuel Cells. They're designed and manufactured in the United States to be safer, longer lasting, and they will outperform all other fuel cells that you can get your hands on. Also, they specialize in their fuel recovery systems. You can save on your fuel expenses, significant maintenance reductions, along with a safer working environment, better for the actual environment, the outside environment, and it'll eliminate your fuel disposal fees. Those are just some of the products that Schultz Engineer Products focuses on, and you can check them out on the web at schultzproducts.com. You give them a call at 732-922-4334. Or for email inquiries, you can reach out to them at info 
at schultzproducts.com. That's info at schultzproducts.com, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Schultz Engineered Products. We welcome them as one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Make sure you check out their website, schultzproducts.com, for everything that they offer. And hey, if you're racing and you want to stay safe, get one of their fuel cells installed on your race car. You will not regret it. We also thank SRQ Taxes in Sarasota, Florida. We know tax season has come and gone, but guess what? It's never too early to get a head start on next year or to start thinking about next year. And hey, if you have any issues with your taxes or you know, you're looking to get a hold of somebody that can help out your business, check out srqtaxes.com. Click on their services portal and you can see everything that they offer from accounting software selection, audits, compliance, bookkeeping, business consulting, Um, They do estate and trusts. They do financial analysis, statements, IRS representation in case you have any issues. They even have a notary public on hand for all of those documents that you might need notarized. And of course, tax preparation and planning. So make sure you check out srqtaxes.com located in Sarasota, Florida, or you can uh, get with Steve Darling at the Auburndale Speedway. He'll be happy to help you out. SRQ Taxes coming on board as another one of our anchor sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication. That's our good buddy, Ron D'Alessandro. Uh, had a great run in the 602 class a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we really appreciate him being on board. Of course, uh, just like it says, welding and fabrication. That's what he specializes in. If you need anything welded up, get with Ron. If you uh, need something fabbed, get with Ron as well. He will help you out. You can also check out his Etsy store because he makes all kinds of great metalworking, uh, which make great decorations. We have the Racing with Ryan podcast logo and emblem here in the studio. Looking at it as we record right now, it makes a, you know, it'll complement any room, anything you're looking for. He can do custom stuff, but you can also check him out on Etsy. If you look, go to Etsy.com and search 124 Welding and Fab. It'll come right up. You can check out the great products he has available, or you can reach out, contact him for anything specific. Again, that's 124 Welding and Fab. Check them out on Etsy. We also have a a couple of supporters that we would like to thank. Of course, um, we have our anchor sponsors, and then we have those that just support the show. And we got to thank Ken Copley. Of course, he is our EMOD sponsor. But we want to thank him for his support here as well. And Doug Samian from Do All Lawn and Tree. Um, that's his company. But he just uh, he appreciates the show and appreciates what we do. So we appreciate him. So thank you to all of our great anchor sponsors and our supporters here with the Racing with Ryan podcast. Now we'll let you get back to the show. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We have a lot to cover here on the third segment. A lot of racing this weekend plus Thunder Road back in action. So I want to quickly... Go over that and get you guys back in the uh, in the groove of watching that, especially when the Thursday night season comes around. Then we have power rankings, which, again, I'll quickly give that. And fantasy, try not to dwell too long on this segment, but there's a lot to talk about. So grab yourself another beverage and uh, buckle in. We're going to head over to the Citrus County Speedway. I want to start there. Um, I have a couple of notes about what went down over here, but I want to start with the late models. They ran twin 25s, which is a interesting... 25 laps on that little track? Yeah, 25 laps for late models. Probably for the best, though. Only nine cars. So a lot of people want to want to talk about late models these days. Car count. Different tracks, but... Car count. I, I think two years ago, Citrus probably would have had 15 for this, uh, but they had nine. And the good news is, is all nine started lap one. The bad... Started race one. The bad news is they did not all make it. 
So apparently, and we're going to talk about the drama in a minute. Let's just, let's just go through the results first. <sighs> apparently, the races, like we do our heat races, blind draw, right? They did this for the feature. So I believe it was Ron Lufquist in the 49 who was on the pole, spins his tires, comes up the track, and takes out Jared Irvin. So already, Jared Irvin, probably the best car there at Citrus, one of the top drivers on that track, gets taken out by Ron Lufquist. He got bounced out. Yeah, bounced out for sure. And uh, both those cars are out. They don't make a lap. So you're down to seven cars, and it was Mike Bresnahan who won race number one over George Gorman. Randy Anderson with a good run. Scott Grossenbacher's back. Um, he destroyed his car at the end of last year, and he's got a new one, so he's back. Uh, Ross Francisco was fifth in the team car to George Gorham. Keith Zavril, A.J. Waller, and then Lufquist and Jared Irvin. So, Didn't Zavril come race with us once? Uh, I don't think so. Or he was scheduled. I, I've never seen Keith Zavril anywhere except Citrus. So. Oh, okay, that might have been what But I he has more fun with the Crown Vic stuff, so oh, okay. it's, it's weird. But, um, yeah, so those were your, your finishers for race number one. So with the 49 and 28 bounced out in race number one, race number two only had six cars start the race. Is that the times five minutes? That's the time of the race. Five minutes and 52 seconds. Yep. Are you serious? That's it. Dude, that's all. For six cars, 25 laps of citrus, that's that's literally all it takes. So you're getting six minutes entertainment, folks. Woo! Um, I mean, that's like the... That's like how long our heat races take. Yeah. <laughs> um, so George Gorham gets the win in race number two ahead of Scott Grossenbacher. Randy Anderson third again, and Mike Bresnahan, Ross Francisco, and Keith Saverell. So um, that was it. I, I was told here, besides the wreck on the opening lap, that's literally all that happened with the late models. So congratulations to Bresnahan and Gorham on their wins. <laughs> uh, the sportsmen were also in town. They had twin... 25 lap features as well. Was there something special about 25 laps? They just are trying to shove as many features in as possible, it seems like. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, so they're 25 laps, 17 minutes. Yeah, I see that. Race number one went to Jason Vale in the 407. Eric Sharon. Yep. Eric Sharon was second. Matt Green, third. Brad Bowman, fourth. Cody Brusso in fifth. Lucas Hinton, Brooke Store, Andy Nichols. Good I saw a bunch back of controversy there. with the second one of this race. Yeah, I've got some some notes to share here on, on this one. Uh, and Charles Boyer running out the nine-car field. Sportsman 25, race two. Um, eight cars started, so Cody Brusso did not start race number two. Eric Sharon won this one. This race only took 10 minutes. <laughs> Eric Sharon wins over Brookstore and Matt Green. Lucas Hinton fourth, fifth for Brad Bowman. Jason Bale back in sixth. Charlie Bowers and Andy Nichols rounding out your field. So the notes I have on the sportsman is, um, well, other than the super late model wreck and Matt Green driving like Matthew Green on lap one, nothing really happened. Bowman and Cody Brusso got into it, and that's about it. Is that is Matt Green who uh, Brooke Storer was talking about? I believe so, yes. Oh, okay, so he's the traveling guy that, yeah, so, but that's just the way Matt Green drives. When Matt Green's in the he's sportsman, aggressive. yeah, he's an aggressive sportsman. Fast, yep. definitely fast. Yeah, so uh, that's just what happens. It seems like a lot of these guys are, most of these people are probably just testing for, are probably not going to be racing this week. Um, I, I would imagine you'll see Matt Green at Auburndale. 
Yeah. I don't know about Storer and Brusso. They got a long Vail travel. Vale will probably be there. Vale will probably be there in some capacity. I doubt Eric Sharon will be there. He's a Citrus guy. Lucas Hinton, I don't know. Brad Bowman, uh, he's like Showtime's little guinea pig now, so I'm not Ooh. sure. Andy Nichols, he's he's the guy that uh, does Orlando special effects fireworks. So uh, okay. I don't know what his deal is these days. He used to run New Smyrna, and now he doesn't. So I don't know. Uh, he, he he ran there for like a season and a half, then crashed, and we've never seen him back. So Everybody, when they crash, they get scared. Uh, or just don't feel like tearing their stuff up anymore. Um, <laughs> so actually it was uh, Eric Sharon and Cody Brusso that got together in sports. Uh, okay. but, so that's kind of a, a quick recap there. There was another twin, uh, the Pro Trucks. They had a good field, though. Twin 25s for the Pro Trucks. 16 started race number one. And Cody McDuffie took home the win in race number one. He's so good. Cody's one of the best pro truck drivers. He just doesn't race that much. How about Timmy Walters finishing second? I know. First time out in a truck, too. That's great to I see. I called it a car. Timmy has had some bad luck. He buys a lot of stuff, and then things never seem to go right for him. So it's good to see him get a good finish. Uh, Wilson Martins Jr. finished in third. Good to see him have a good run. Palmer Haig, Brennan Pletcher, the top five. Then it was Carter Seems Brown. Seems like Brennan Pletcher's kind of lost a step. Not at New Smyrna. Yeah, you think he's still faster? He was. He dominated in Speed Weeks. Yeah, but he ain't been back. Well, it's a long, long trip for him. Uh, he he did ask us when the fifty lapper is, and uh, I'm about to go look at the website. Carter Brown finished sixth. Becca Monopoly seventh. Granger Pereira in eighth. Ninth for Chad Chastain. No, no punches thrown. Maria Martin's rounding out the top ten. Our buddy Jack twelfth in race number one. He was having some issues. Um, I'll have to go watch his YouTube channel <laughs> to figure out what those is. Poor Jack, man. We, we were talking about Jack's truck and how they've almost uh, uh, the what they've spent to fix all the issues with this truck. They probably could have just bought a better truck at this yeah, point. He's practically rebuilt that truck, so but it's good YouTube content. So it is. It works. definitely is. Keeps me watching. Yep. Uh, Granger Pereira actually won race number two for the trucks. Beckham Monopoly was second. Carter Brown third. Cody McDuffie had to settle for fourth. Palmer Haig, fifth. Sixth for Wilson Martins. Brendan Pletcher, seventh. Todd Haig in eighth. Ninth for Chad Chastain and JT Chastain in tenth. Jack finished one spot out of the top ten in eleventh. Timmy Walters, tough break in race two because naturally uh, he finished 14th. Maria Martins actually fell out of the race as well. So those were the major events. Um, Let's see what else was in action that's worth taking a look at here. Pure Stocks. Only seven cars. Co- uh, Caleb Grossenbach are the winner there over Eric Sharon, Sport Wilson, Carlin Ray, Bubba Martone, Greg Dick, and Casey Hall. Uh, <laughs> come on, Kitty. Uh, Made me pop. <laughs> Legends cars, only four cars. Ryan Walters with the win. Good to see him back out there. He's, bandoliers. Uh, bandoliers, probably two. Let's see. Oh, wow, wow. six. Cool. Gerald White, the winner of the Bandolero over Camden Powers and John Willis. I'm anxious to see Eddie's son get out there again. Yeah, yeah. I wish uh, I wish the Eagle would pick a, a thing and stick to it. Yeah. The quarter midgets didn't go so well, so he's not doing that no more. Um, he'll Just find his niche. put him in a bomber. For real. <laughs> uh, Ford Outlaws, they had a good field of 18. Of course, uh, Sean Osteen for the DQ, naturally. Uh, Rocky Sampson, the winner of that event over Wyatt Lowry, Clayton Co., Ty Ottinger, and Sean Bailey, not the gentleman who runs the Wheel and Modified Tour fan page. Daniel Wilson was sixth, seventh for Roger Sargent, Nick Jenny in eighth, Guy Rottencrons in ninth, and Clint Hicks rounding out the top ten. And there's Keith Saverell, yeah. 11th. 
D- double duty, <laughs> late models, and uh, there's a for, lot of double duties. I saw Eric Sharon. I think Sharon did a couple of things. Uh, Even in the Crown Vic, she usually he races a Crown Vic, so I didn't see him. Nope. Was he? No. Uh, so I guess he focused on the pure stock. Pure and stock. Yep. Late model or super sportsman. Sportsman. Yeah. Yep. Yes. He thought three races or four races a night was probably too many. So <laughs> that is a quick rundown of the results from Citrus County. Let's talk about Citrus County Speedway, though, for a moment. Um, some controversy on their Facebook page today. Apparently, Ernie Irvin... Or, okay, so first of all, Ernie Irvin's team, they got wrecked. They put out a thing on Sunday that said, you know, what a joke. They did a random draw. Our car's torn up. We're never going back. And then today, Citrus County puts out a thing where they had an open credit card and didn't pay their their they bill or they, whatever. They, they, and They bounced a check or something. Uh, bou- okay. So something happened with their payment, and now Citrus is saying that you can only pay with cash or check, right? Yeah, so I I think it's hilarious. It's kind of like airing your dirty laundry out, and that just gives me content. Yeah, and the thing is, they called out the Irvin team. Like, they yeah. didn't just say there was an incident. They said there was an incident with the Irvins, and now the Irvins are just like, I mean, dragging Citrus County through the mud. Oh, yeah, it's and especially as big of a name of Ernie Irvin, it's going to be all, uh, I won't be surprised if we don't see it on the news or so, something. It's so funny, when, when I was talking to Rusty on Saturday, when we were fighting the rain, and he was like, hey, when, when this goes away, I need you to help me out. I'm like, hey, I got you, I got you, we're, we'll get through this. We're, we're talking about who was there and who was coming, and um, we, we were talking about Jared Irvin. And I was like, yeah, he's like a citrus guy now. They used to race with us. They they did speed weeks a couple of times. They would come occasionally, and then they just stopped coming and exclusively started going to citrus. And I was like, oh, I swear I've seen him at Auburndale. I'm like, oh, maybe a one-off or two, and maybe over at the Bigley Memorial, something like that. But primarily they run at citrus, and then all this goes down, and now who knows? It'll probably be Auburndale. Maybe we'll get him back in New Smyrna for a race or two. I don't know that they'll come for many but maybe we'll see him at governor's cup or something that would be nice yeah i gotta find if he's got a, a page or something and go start saying hey come on yeah come on come, on, come, on, come back come on. we'd love to have you yep. um you know you know it's not a good thing if you're having to slander ernie Irvin's teams i don't think it's going to be a good look for you yeah so. no especially with the uh outcry that i've seen of people saying that that place is falling apart so yeah i wish I, it the best i i hate to see a track shut down but hopefully they can figure it out somebody can Get in there and uh, do it right. I feel like right now watching Citrus County on social media is like watching Trump on Twitter. So, (laughs) you know, you might you might like the guy, you you might like the place. You just got this monetized. Well, they're not. Here's the thing: they don't. They're not doing themselves any favors with what they're putting out there. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh no, they're definitely not with the uh, look with the street stocks. The street stocks. They don't want to race race there no more. Uh, I just hear it's a fiasco there. It's not not ran well. And I mean, how many features are they doing? Fifteen features this week? Oh my God! It's just it's more like for one day a division's off the schedule. The next day another division is on the schedule. Then they're off, and then the original division is back. And then three more features are added. Imagine working for them. I'd have to be doing a lot of graphics. I don't know. I'd have time to do it, but <laughs> I'm not trying to, I, I love the racetrack. Yeah. I, I love going there. Um, I do plan to get back there this year. I'm not writing it off. Um, I just feel like, you know, not to get political, but I didn't like seeing all Trump stuff on Twitter. Cause it wasn't doing him any favors. If you would just, it's just like be quiet and run your thing and, and just do it well. And you're good. You know what I mean? So, Somebody came up to me at the racetrack, and I won't call him out. And we were just 
having a nice little chat after the races. Everybody was in good spirits. And they said, man, what is going on with Citrus? And from my perspective, from viewing from afar, and obviously I talked to Austin, uh, who's not working there any longer. Um, so Cameron, Cameron Ray, who was running the place the last couple of years when things were decent to good, you know, it, he was running it with a racer's mentality. Cameron was a racer. So he was running it trying to take care of the racers, which is great. That gets a lot of cars to the racetrack. And every time I went there, the stands were pretty damn full. So they were doing well. But I guess on the books, on the business end of things, when William, Cameron's dad, started looking deeper into things, he didn't like what he saw. So he kind of took it back over. And and I, and I don't know all the politics that that went behind all the change and what was offered and what wasn't and what really happened between the Rays, but William's back in charge, and that's all that matters. And now they're running it with a business mentality, trying to stay. And, and, you know, when you've got the money and you can't afford to spend it, it's great. But after a while, when you start seeing negatives and red in the books and wondering what the hell's going on, sometimes you got to put your foot down and you got to change the way that you do things. And they've done that. But then, like I said, on the social media side of things, they're not really doing themselves any favor. Now, I've seen tracks try to poke, and I've done it, try to just poke little... The little, Jason little, Vale shoes. Yeah, yeah, but that was all... That was not a... That worked, though. Got I got sponsor. a sponsorship. Yeah. Um, and But that was a, you know, tongue-in-cheek, nothing against Jason Vale. It was not a direct insult to the drivers. I gave Vale Services got how many impressions out of that? Um, you know... I, I get it. You gotta, you gotta stay in business, and you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, now I don't know whose money was being spent where when Cameron was in charge, but I think Mister Ray decided to take the books over, and that's fine. They changed up the business model and and how they do things over there, but they are just they're struggling to get it figured out and doing at this point, from what I see, more harm than good. Uh, schedule changes constantly are not a good thing. It throws people off, and it makes it really hard to plan. And 15 features isn't a good thing. Maybe a two-night feed, 15 features. I mean, it sounds great on paper, but every week, that gets exhausting, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, running five or six features at New Smyrna a week can get exhausting. So, I, I don't know. Sometimes less is more, and sometimes less is too little, and sometimes it ends up being too much. But, man, 15 features at New Smyrna, we, we'd, we'd start at six and we would not stop until the next week because no, it would take that long. So definitely it would take forever. <laughs> and, and again, I'm not, I'm not bashing citrus. I'm not saying don't support it. I'm not saying I'm just commenting on what I've seen. And uh, you know, I, I think uh, getting in a tussle with the Irvins is not, not, yeah, not no, the greatest look for you. Bad so. look and uh, need to fix your business model because your business models is the same, right? Yeah. So there you go. So it went from being a, a racer-friendly track to more of a uh, a business A new Smyrna Speedway, as most yeah. people call it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I see it. I understand where, why people would compare that. But We're just the preppy college kids. That's all it is. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, that's what happened to Citrus. That's our quick take on that. Let me pull up the results from... The Auburndale Speedway, not Showtime. That's an old tab. So Auburndale Speedway was in action. And I'm just going to go ahead and read down their list from my race pass. Mod Mini's in action. How about this field? 17. Oh, that's good. 17 strong Is for Mod Mini. Is that Mini in the state of Florida enough? Um, apparently. 
plus a couple more. So Nick Cummings, of course, got the win. Any oh. of our track guys there? Nope. Unfortunately, no. Which is too bad. I think they'd have fun over there. Uh, so, yeah, Nick Cummins with a win over Tim Rushing, Aaron Williamson, Fallon Goolsby in fourth, fifth for Bobby Rowland, Ronnie Abney was sixth, seventh for Rochelle Rudolph, John Sofield eighth, ninth for Randy Shields, and Jason Deaton. Rounding out the top ten for the Mod Minis Heat Race winners were Nick Cummins and Tim Rushing. Pure Stocks had a grand total of 17 show up with three DNS, so 14 took the green, not bad. James Wright, though, was the winner, no surprise. Philip Sorrell, second. Craig Huzone with a good run in third. Brandon Love, fourth. Cody Struble was fifth, sixth for Bray Holmes, back by the wheel of a pure stock. Johnny Sorrell was seventh. Rebecca Catarelli, eighth and ninth for Ronnie Roop. And Roy Healy, rounding out the top ten. Uh, heat race winners, Craig Cuzone and Johnny Sorrell. Open wheel modifieds had a big, what was that, a 50 lapper, I think? I believe so. 16 cars, not bad at all. Uh, one disqualification, Dalton Nelson for pulling a, um, a, a Josh Williams and parking his car on the front stretch. Yeah, after, I did see uh, some pictures of that. You yep. can't park here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Dalton apparently was the victim of a bad race director call and um, felt the need to protest and it didn't work out for him but how about travis Rowland picking up the win we saw him for a couple races at speed weeks getting back into the flow of things and he went out to auburndale and put a whooping on a good field i mean a good field of cars uh devin mcleod coming back to the modifieds he finished in second herb newman jr that's a new name for me he finished third jimmy frazier was fourth kyle book miller finished fifth bobby diesler sixth. that's a pretty good field man yeah definitely and- looks looks Good on paper. Let's see. Aaron Anderson, seventh. Mark Nelson, eighth. Zach Harris. Zach Harris, he drives pro. He has a pro late and apparently a modified now. He's uh, He was ninth, so good for him. Troy Robinson in the Batmobile was tenth. Michael Cherry, Ken Nurse, Dodge, bleh, Dodge, Carl Burt, 13th. Matt Jarrett, 14th. Dodge drives everything. He me? does, man. Everything but a Dodge. And David White was 15th. And Dalton Nelson with the DQ. I know David White was having a little bit of issues out there and stuff, so I yeah. know he's going to eventually come to New Smyrna. David White always seems to be snake bit a little yeah. bit. Uh, Dalton Nelson was the fast qualifier over there. And then, of course, they had the Crown Vicks, and they had a grand total of, my goodness, 25 Crown Vicks. And apparently Joe Clyde started on the pole, and that made everybody nervous. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, Jimmy McLeod got the win over Roger Blevins, Jody Gill, Craig Cuzone. And James Bristol, the top five. Then it was Zach Briggs, Cole Bristol, Jimmy Frazier, Norman Dismuke now in the Crown Vicks. That guy's driven about everything. John Worthington, that was the top ten there. Great field of Crown Vicks. Auburndale is on fire right now. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Frazier, one heat one, heat two went to Roger Blevins, and heat three went to Jimmy They're McLeod. They're on fire just to be put out when they go on break. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, mini Cups. 12 cars showed up. That's pretty good. That was probably a good race. Looked like uh, only 10 started, but no, it looked like a good race. A lot of passing, a lot of up and down here on the positions. Tegan Briggs was the winner over Daisy Fuller. Lila Fuller third. Macy Prowl in fourth. And Virgil Andrews rounding out the top five there. And the heat races, well, the one heat race went to Lila Fuller. They also ran street stocks. And they had nine of them, so that's good to see. We're getting a few more of those cars out there. I think that's going to become a fun division over there at Auburndale. Mike Wilson in the 05 was the winner over Jeff Dufresne. 
Joe Girard, oh. Kenny's good buddy, was third. Cody Struble fourth, and Dustin Aaron rounding yeah, that's out. That's why I wasn't in Smyrna. Oh yeah, uh, let's see. Dustin Aaron rounding out the top five, and our good buddy Steve Darling made his return to the street stock division, finishing in ninth. Big thank you to SRQ Taxes for being a big supporter of the show, and I'll be back to help Steve uh, at the end of the month. Uh, Joe Girard got the heat race win, so there you go. And Pro Figure 8s were in action. They had 12 cars, and the win went to Preston Davis, who is an Auburndale regular. Seth Niss took took. Is this the same spot. as the uh, ones that race uh, the Outlaw? Yes. This the is outlaw, the same they just, Yeah, the Outlaw Figure 8s, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean off was third. Chucky Hearn was fourth. Cody Williams rounding out the top five. A lot of the Crown Vic guys <laughs> in this class, too. Yeah, so they got the balls to do that. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's some crazy stuff. That looked like a good night over there at Auburndale. Some um, packed pits. Yeah, they said they had over 100 cars. Oh, that's, that's a good. Hell of yeah, a turnout. Yeah, they were probably parking in the main parking. Uh, they were the ones that had to reserve parking for their Crown Vicks, man, not not Citrus, where they had all the employees parked, where they told the Crown Vicks they couldn't park. Remember all that fiasco? Anyway. Yeah, Crown Vicks were parking the back. <laughs> parking the back. So my favorite racetrack in the world, Thunder Road, was back in action. I know you caught some of the stuff on Sunday. Um, what was your overall impression, A, on the broadcast on Flow, and B, on the uh, the action? My one thing is, is they're pace slap. Jeez. Yeah, they're going like 50, 55 mile an hour for the, <laughs> for the top divisions. It stresses me out. I'm like, well, are they racing? Are they just, what, what are they doing? Every time I watch, I'm like, are they racing yet? I know. You're like, can you do me a favor and find out the pace lap? So I messaged my dad and he had all, he gave me all the divisions. It's yeah. like 55 for the lay models, 50 for the Tigers, 40 they're for the street stocks. They're they scream mm-hmm. around that track. I don't know if it's just because of the size of the track or oh, that, the, that helps. the camera angle, but they just look like they're racing out there. Like I've I've seen car last year. I seen cars spinning out on the pace laps and everything. Yeah, <laughs> they're oh, going yeah. so fast. Well, they're getting at it, man. Yeah, they so. get, really get the the heat in the tires. That's yeah. for sure. I, the broadcast was good. Uh, Some audio issues yes, here and there. But yeah, I, when, when I, they would go to that that the reporter, it would pop the. <laughs> at one point, I was cleaning up, and the audio popped, and I'd put Peyton down for a nap. So I went to immediately turn it down and knocked my beer over. Yeah. It's like God damn it! And then, like on my app, it was the only one for my phone would not work. So then I put it on my computer. On my uh, computer and it would work. Then I tried to put on my Xbox to watch it on TV and it would play for a little bit and it would reset. Weird. And it was just stressing me this out. This was the first time that I've watched Thunder Road on Flow where I had no issues. They did a great job. They've, they've got that new tower, so they're yeah. way up high now. The, the can- and they got rid of that. Are they sitting on a roof or something? I think so. Yeah. And and they got rid of that camera on the backstretch. They got a new tower, too, don't they? Yeah. Brand new tower. It's beautiful. They're, they've put in a lot of effort because they got SRX coming. green. They like green. For well, being green. They're green mountains, man. For green being such a stigma in racing, I'd hate that. Rick probably wouldn't race there. <laughs> well. David, what's his name? David LeBeau wouldn't race there and stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of silly but <laughs> I, I i you know whatever whatever the green your mile boat. they call it the green quarter mile or whatever it is. oh they're in the green mountains of vermont is that what it is yeah no. thunder road has always been green and yellow that's been their colors so the front straight they only used to have the wall on the front straightaway oh. and it was a you know one section was green one section was yellow and it alternated and then they said to hell with that when they put the new walls all the way around they just painted everything green so 
Probably cheaper. Um, the one thing is, is that there was a lot of dust up there on that little, what do you call it, the widow's maker or something. It yeah. seemed like they had a little bit of sets to like let people know, hey, don't go here. Probably. Like, <laughs> stay out of the stay out of the high side. Yeah, and stuff. But there, there were some wild moments. I know the uh, late models, they were a little crazy. They they tore some, excuse me, they tore some stuff up. Jason Corliss uh, had a uh, power steering line broke. Uh, okay. That's what caused him to spin out. And then he just tapped the wall a little bit and everybody behind him piled up. There's like five or six cars piled up and they had nowhere to go. Yeah. And he storms back and comes all the way back and wins the race. And then they had that big wreck on the front straightaway. I think I woke you up because I was yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> I think of the zero of Quinny Welts. She like bounced off another car and went yeah, flying through the air he for got a minute. Tagged twice. Yep. Yeah. No, no flips. Uh, a couple of, a lot of spins, a lot of good racing, some side by side finishes. Um, is it banked really? Because it's from that angle, it's hard to see. It's it's like 20, 24 degrees. They oh, say so twenty four degrees, so but I think it's more it. like twenty. But the banking is weird. It, it changes and it, stuff. It doesn't like gradually. It's like the transitions mm-hmm. are non-existent. It's just like you go from the straightaway and then it's banked. Like there's no like gradual, like in the middle of the corners and the apex, it's super banked. And then when you come off the corner, it's like the banking just drops out. So you almost Instead of it just kind of, you know, New Smyrna, you kind of got that ramp mm-hmm. off of turn number two and off of turn number four. At, at Thunder Road, you got the banking, and then you just don't. So the back end of the car likes to get light. That's why you'll see them, they kind of come off the corner and they, like yeah. the because the back end is so light because the racetrack falls out from under and you. they don't like to throw cautions there. No, they'll spin down on the infield and they'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, car will be like- facing the wrong way for five laps, and all it takes is another car to spin and, and you know, out Al- kabung you. Yeah. El Cabunya, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And they, no, they just keep them going. So uh, they they like to keep the show moving. You saw like their intermission was what five minutes. Yeah. And they were roll, roll, roll. My my only other complaint is the uh, victory lane thing. Everybody got standing uh, in front of one car. Yeah. <laughs> I I know last year um, they did that because the microphone would work in like one spot. So they're just like, you come to me. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's the case this year or not. It seems like they've announced. Is that a new announcer? No, Aaron is still the main announcer. The guy in Victory Lane was somebody else. Oh, okay. I, I think for this yeah. show, they he was doing pit reporter stuff. I think he was just helping out. So he, he was a pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pops were. Well, I, I think when you go to change audio and it's not matched up, it you know technology. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a good show. I recommend. I'm not gonna sit here and go over lap by lap, but I recommend if you have flow racing, go back and watch it. Definitely a good thing to watch. Uh, 37 late models, and these are crate cars, by the way, so not supers. They Back ran the, late model. the super lates ran the night before with the past series, and Derek Griffith won, so that was pretty cool. Um, Jason Corliss gets the win over Jimmy Hebert. Marcel Gravel was third. Sean Swallow fourth. Cody Blake fifth. Chris Pelkey sixth. Gabe Brown seventh, eighth for Brandon Lanfear. Chip Grenier and DJ Shaw rounding out the top ten. So 40, or I'm sorry, 37 cars showed up and 30 started the main event so they had they sent cars home you don't see that very often uh the flying tigers were in action they had a grand total of 31 cars show up 30 started the main event kyle streeter was the winner over sam karen logan powers was third kevin streeter fourth brandon gray rounding out the top five driver out of dover florida and if anyone listens to this and you've heard of this guy please let me know jeff Esker, O-E-S-C-H-G-E-R. Jeff hmm. Esker out of Dover, Florida, finished 25th. So I'm curious, have you, have you heard the name? No. No, no me neither. 
<laughs> so if anybody's heard of Jeff Esker, please let me know. Uh, they had the street stocks, which are their, their four cylinders. James Dopp was the winner. He's my favorite. So that was pretty cool. Cam Powers was second, third for Tyler Whittemore. Juan Paco Marshall in the dune buggy was fourth. That was your favorite. Yeah. That was your favorite nickname of the day. <laughs> and Hayden Pierce rounding out the top five. Martin. My Martin. Yep. Uh, 34 street stocks in attendance. And then they had the road warriors, which had 20 cars. Fred Flurry, the winner over Taylor Sayers and Benjamin race to Bushy. read. The race to read thing. I'm sure we'll be back during the regular season, but <laughs> man, what, what an awesome turnout. I mean, you want to talk about a hundred cars at Auburndale. They had 120 some odd cars in four divisions at Thunder Road on a Sunday. And it went by like two hours, two, three hours. No, it was like a three and a half hour show. Yeah. But I mean that they had a hundred and fifty lap race and heat races, concies, B features, all of it. Yeah, they did have a lot of little things going on and everything. So but I so, I've been enjoying it. When's their next race? Uh Memorial Day. Memorial, Memorial Day. Day weekend. They have okay. the Memorial Day Classic. Okay. Um so that was the official Thunder Road opening day. Now they did run a special pass sanctioned event. Saturday before official opening day at Thunder Road. So they ran some of the past divisions. They had a 150 lap past super late model race, 14 cars. So super lates. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the thing, man. Derek Griffin, though, the winner, former World Series champion, getting it done over DJ Shaw, Evan Hallstrom, Gabe Brown, and Brian Wally. So that was that that was pretty cool. I mean, that I watched this pass event. These aren't my guys. So I just kind of watched it, and it was what it was. Uh, they had the past modified race, only 10 cars taking the green flag out of the 12 that showed up. Brandon Varney, the winner there. And then they had the R&R race parts, open street stocks for 75 laps, and Thunder Road's own Sam Karen took the win over Chris Rendadu, Jason Woodard, Adam Gray, and Chris Buffone. Woodard. And they had 22 of the open street stock cars. So that ended up being pretty cool. Justin Beecher ran up there. He ran 602s with us during oh. World Series. And oh, that's nice. Why do I bring that up? Because he messaged us on the Facebook page today, and I just happened to catch his name. So oh. cool stuff. Yeah, Anyways, so that's what happened at Thunder Road. They're back in action. Their next race, again, the Memorial Day Classic. They'll have the ACT late models up there, Tigers, Street Stocks, and more. So, so what do you think of the uh, the news that's popped out recently with, is it was it an ASA race with Dan yeah, the Frederickson. ASA Southern Super Series. Yeah, getting yeah. disqualified and Ty Majeski winning. Yep, so he took, Sean Cater took one of the 69 cars up there for Dan because mm. his car was wrecked and they had a, I guess they blew a motor, had to get a new one and got DQ'd for the motor spacer. Yeah, and then I guess uh, he's all upset with uh, Racing America or whatever, one of the streaming sites because they've been like bashing him and everything. They were bashing him? Yeah. He Why? He posted something and uh, saying that they're saying he's a cheater and all this stuff and he's deleted their uh, subscription and all that. Huh. And he's giving people free t-shirts if you delete the subscription. <laughs> Uh, all right, I've deleted mine. Send me one. Um, <laughs> so I, I know he was pointing out, you know, Ricky Brooks is not R Ricky Brooks does tech for SRL. Mm -hmm. So he's pointing out, you know, drivers had uh, there was issues with the skew which they had to get in order. And he's like, they want to DQ me for three extra horsepower in the motor because of the spacer, the motor we bought last minute, so we continue to race for their show. And they got drivers with three inches of skew that give skew that give you a lot more horsepower than what we had. Blah 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 blah. And it's always everything's tip for tat. You know, mm -hmm. when you get DQ'd, it's always you got to point out other stuff. So yeah. definitely tough. I I hate a DQ, man. You know, it just sucks all the life out of a, an event, in my opinion. It's like the Bigley last year. 
We thought Ty won. He got it DQ'd, yeah. and it's like, well, that kind of stinks. But think we're gonna have a Begley anymore? Might be a Freedom Factory. That's kind of the rumbling I'm hearing. The Cletus Factory. Yep. So you won't go, will you? No, I'm probably not even allowed. You'd have to disguise door. yourself. Yeah, you'd have to shave the mohawk and the beard, and then oh, they let no, you. Know. It ain't worth that. No. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll, watch that I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, I'll watch that on pay per view. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's what happened at uh, Thunder Row. That's what happened around the state. Quickly, I want to give everybody updated power rankings. We had a lot of racing this week. I will not dwell on this too much. I'm just going to kind of read it. If you have any objections, please let me know. We'll start with the Florida power rankings. In 12th, I've got Blake Clouser still. Good recovery from a wild night. I bumped Travis Rowland into 11th for winning the big modified race over at Citrus. Or, I'm sorry, at uh, Auburndale. Jeffrey White into the top 10 with another E-Mod win. Yeah, he's just he he's seems, good everywhere. Yeah, he seems unbeatable in the mod. Uh, Jason Lester in ninth. I had Brad May eighth. I mean, Brad May took a car that was like sixth, seventh fastest and drove it to second with his, call him a one-track wonder if you will, but he makes the most out of his car at New Smyrna. So I've got him in eighth. TJ DeCare went and raced the Cars Tour. Yeah, the Pro Late Model version of the Cars Tour yep. and had a very good run in there. I think he was like fourth, wasn't he? Yeah. Something like that. So I've got him seventh. Michael Goddard jumps up to sixth. That, I was super impressed by that team, not just fast and qualifying, but put it all together for the race. When, when he said, you know, when he reached out to us and expressed interest in coming, I'm like, oh, that'll be cool to have him in the field. I did not expect him to win. Um, so I've got him sixth. Sean Bass, fifth. George Gorham up to fourth. Another um, win, yeah. Yeah, I got the win over there. One of the, one of the races at Citrus. I still have Daniel Webster, third. I was I'm impressed by his ability to wheel just about anything. And New Smyrna in the late good. model has always been kind of his Achilles heel. And I thought for a minute he was going to steal second and just kind of lost it there at the end. Uh, so I still have him third. I have Brandon Morris second and Cody Stickler who went and won the Mods of Mayhem race up in how many cars Georgia? Was there? I think they had thirteen or fourteen. Oh, okay. So you know, respectable. Yeah. It was it was a good field, so uh, he still remains atop the board. Any uh, any objections? You think everybody had a place really? No, uh, oh. I'll agree with that, and I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, and I'm sure you know I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, but I mix it up. So uh, over the NASCAR side of things, in fifteenth after not being ranked for much of the year, Bubba Wallace solid run. <laughs> yeah, I know I know your favorite, but he he did well, so he's up to fifteenth. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse moves from 15th to 14th. Chris Busher remains 13th. Kyle Busch drops three spots from 9th to 12th. Brad Keselowski goes from 10th to 11th. Kevin Harvick moves up one from 11th to 10th. Ryan Blaney drops three. He's now 9th going into Darlington. Joey Logano took a car that really wasn't that great at Kansas, won a stage and finished 6th. So I move him up four spots to 8th. Tyler Reddick up one I thought he should have had a top five run. He didn't, but he moves up one spot to seventh. Martin Truex Jr. drops one spot to sixth. Christopher Bell drops four spots from the number one spot last week to fifth. Kyle Larson up three. He was seventh a week ago. Almost won this thing. Still finished second despite spinning out twice. <laughs> I've got him fourth in the rankings. William Byron remains third. Denny Hamlin up two spots to second. And Ross Chastain up one spot to first yeah i i agree ross should be number one because yep. he's consistent Le consistent leading yeah. the points and definitely and, number and one punch throw a punch that's right um yeah so I, I thought that was pretty fair this was pretty easy to get the the rankings you this think week him and bubba are ever gonna get into it 
you know, if if Bubba went up to uh, if if so, let's say Bubba and Ross if just Bubba wrecked did, last if year. Bubba did that to Ross. I, and not Larson, I think they would have been a fight. That would have been a, an, they a been good fight. They'd, that, they'd still be fighting. I think <laughs> that. So yeah, that would be good. So who's the next person to try to take on Ross Chastain? Not just on the racetrack, but who do you think will be he, the next one to confront him? I hope he goes against uh, Kyle Busch again. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be scrappy. Yeah, because Kyle Busch, he'll just run you off the track and then run into you and then do... So they'll run each other off the track and then they'll fight in the infield, a la yeah. Kale and Donnie 79, right? All right. <laughs> With the helmets. That'd be great. So that's a quick look at the updated power rankings. And before we let you go, let's take a quick look at the fantasy segment here. Um, <laughs> Bob was mad at the finish of this race. Uh, Bob say, cause he likes uh, Larson and he doesn't like Denny. No, okay. uh, so that was part of our debate. And then he goes, and it also allowed John gross to beat me in the fantasy thing. And sure enough, John gross by two points, the winner over Bob say this week at Kansas in the racing with Ryan fantasy uh, podcast league, Richie Petty jr. Was third cushy penguin, fourth pit penguin, fifth, Six was Ben Say. I was seventh, so mediocre, mediocre week for me. I was tied with King Penguin. Big Temp in Motorsports, that's Timmy. He was ninth. And Steve Darling rounding out the top ten. So I picked up some points on Steve. Let's take a look at the overall standings here. Bomber 93, John Gross is our point leader by a whopping 98 points right now. God dang it. John Gross is killing it. We missed him on Saturday, but... He's killing it in fantasy world. I'm second in the overall He's standing. He's focused on the fantasy world. That's right. Bob Say nipping at my heels in third. Steve Darling fourth. And the old Pit Penguin, our good friend Steven, rounding out the top five. Then it's Staffordshire Motorsports, Richie Petty Jr., Big Timpin, Hunter Young, and Cushy Penguin, the top ten. So before we leave you, we got to give you five drivers to keep your eye on for Darlington and a wild card. Um my five drivers here real quick, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Chase Elliott, for sure. I would pick those guys. Denny Hamlin, I think you got to pick him this week. And Ross Chast, or not, I'm sorry, uh, Martin Truex. Because you picked Truex to win in the last segment. So those would be the five drivers that I bet on. Who's a good wild card for this week, do you think, for Darlington? I know who I want to say, but their performance isn't up to par this year. Thought about Eric Jones, but I wouldn't bet on him this week. I'll go Kyle Busch again. <laughs> yeah. I, you know who finished second uh, in at Darlington last year in the eight car? Tyler Reddick. So I'd say Tyler Reddick or Kyle Busch would probably be good to keep on your bench and, and maybe move them in if uh, other people have a bad night. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think uh, Hendrick Motorsports, Joe Gibbs, probably safe bet. And then maybe you take a chance on, you know, a, a Tyler Reddick or a, a – I don't know. Maybe Eric Jones will rebound. Maybe they'll get some momentum now that they're going to Toyota next year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, lame, lame duck season for them. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on them. So the legacy lame ducks. That's it. So uh, before we let everybody go, Kenny, any final thoughts here on this wild week in the racing world? It was wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Wet and wild. Yeah, wet and wild, and uh, just happy it's over with, and move on to the next one, and. Mother's Day is coming up. Make sure you appreciate your mother. You appreciate her every day, but make sure you really appreciate her Sunday. Absolutely. Without your mothers, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs a mom. I think. I think everybody has a mom, right? I don't think it's possible to not have a mom. Yeah, unless think. you're like 
Genetic test tube, baby, I guess. Yeah, maybe nowadays it might have got... I mean, nowadays, how many genders we got, so... Oh, whatever. (laughs) Um, And and even if your your mom isn't there, everybody's got that motherly figure in your life. So, you know, I I know a lot of people that don't have their mom anymore, and and I hope they are able to spend their day with with somebody who can fill that role for them. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a, a nice Sunday uh, with my mother helping her. She's helped me around the house here lately, and uh, I'm going to return the favor this weekend. Um, of course, New Smyrna in Action Mother's Day weekend special moms are free, so come out and enjoy some racing. And Kenny's next race will be in two weeks at the Don Memorial 21 Lapper Family yep. Fun Night. Hopefully we get that off and running. Yeah, definitely. It'll be the first family fun night and spectator racing back. And so. I'm going to put the Bombers first uh, for that race because last time for Family Fun Night, I had to put them last. This time they're going to mm. be first. So Put it second. Go. Second? Yeah. Oh, God, you're making it difficult for me, but I'll see what I can do. That'd be second, so that way I have the first race to sit back and look. But if you're over with the at the beginning, then, then you can watch all the races. Then I'm bored. I need one race to think. Okay. Well, we'll see what we do. Anyways. Now they're going to call favoritism. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah, just like... Just like Rich Klauser goes, oh, you gave you the, the gift card to your boy, even though we got the most votes. And I'm like, oh, God. And he goes, I'm fucking with you. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Appreciate all the new ones that have come on board lately. Um, it's been a really good season for the podcast. The views continue to be great, and the feedback's great. And I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, nobody's won the 100 bucks, so if you made it this far and you're hearing this, um, I'm going to officially put on the $100 challenge if you predict uh, the top five finishers in any order. But they got to finish all in the top five. Send them to me. We'll see if anybody wins. If and, not, uh, I'm going to win it. Just, uh, he's just going to give it. Yeah, he's just going to give it to I just me. gave you a $100 gift card. I know. I need so, another one. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Recap from all the Florida racing, New Smyrna especially, since that's where we'll be. We'll talk about Darlington and all the other good stuff that comes up. Listen, take care. Talk to you next week. See you later. Bye.